friends, and welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted Marr, broadcasting today with the, with the help of my good friends, Don and Doug, at BBS Radio, just outside of Houston, Texas. I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported show, and the purpose is to make this world a better place. And I know that if we all work together, we can and will make this world a much better and happier place. My first guest this morning is Dr. Peter McCullough. He's a very famous uh, medical doctor, one of the uh, uh, best known, most best known cardiologists in the world. Uh, he's been fighting for medical freedom through uh, scientific data and analysis for for years now. His website is www.petermccullough. That's p-e-t-e-r-m-c-c-u-l-l-o-u-g-h.com. Um, he's one of the most published cardi- cardiologists in America with over 1,000 publications and over 600 citations. Amazing guy. He's a recipient of the Simon Dack Award for the, from the American College of Cardiology and the International Vincina Award uh, in Critical Care uh, Nephrology. And uh, he also has developed protocols to treat COVID-19. He's an amazing man. He'll be joining us shortly, but uh, uh, while we're waiting for him to come on, I wanted to tell you too, in about an hour and a half, I'll also be having on Judy Kelly. She's one of considered one of America's best psychics, and she always has some fascinating stories to tell. She brings in my good friends, Albert Einstein, often President Kennedy, and many other uh, wonderful spirits. So it's going to be a great show today, my friends, and I'm, I'm so happy you're, you're all here. Um, as you know, the weather has been very chilly in the United States and many in Europe, too. Uh, it's been bad, and I think that there's a political reason behind it. Uh, since 1967, during the President, jo- uh, President Johnson's administration here in the United States, the U.S. military has claimed, and others, the deep state has claimed that they control, the, they can control the weather. And unfortunately, this technology is in the hands of some very negative elements, I believe. And that's why we're getting some these record low temperatures across the United States and in Europe as well. And I think what they're doing is that they're doing this to make our life miserable, to increase heating bills, to uh, make the inflation rate, which is already now uh, at 50% annually under the Biden, corrupt Biden government, going very, very high to make it high, high, uh, more costs, more misery. And um, so that's that's how I look at it. It's like two years ago after Texas, uh, of course, went for President Trump in the 2020 fake election um, that um, the cabal or the negatives, whoever you want to call them, deep state, turned down the thermostat in Texas. So they were getting all these ice storms and freezing and all kinds of things, ruining crops uh, for the um, for the uh, for that stuff for that year. And they're doing it again. And no one's really looking at that. But you got to ask yourself, why is it that every state in the United States now has um, has record low temperatures? Every single state, Europe too, the same thing. They're trying to they're trying to harm us, harm harm the economy. And I just want people to remember that um, because it is happening right now. It's right in front of your eyes. And they won't talk about it, of course, on mainstream media, but I believe it is happening. This is what my angels tell me, and my guides are are always correct. And so um, I think this is um, certainly uh, worth uh, worth thinking about as we go into the to the Christmas holiday. Um, uh, while we're waiting for Dr. McCullough to come on, I'm sure he will. Uh, I'd like to discuss a couple of things. Um, I was uh, talking to um, President George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, President Kennedy over the last couple of days, and um, unfortunately, um, the chances for a, a second American Revolution, which could turn violent, 
um, is 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 getting higher. It's um, it was uh, two weeks ago. It was twenty percent. My angels told me, then jumped to twenty five percent, then jumped to thirty percent as of yesterday, when the U.S. Congress has uh, uh, voted for a one point seven trillion budget, including fifty billion. That's with a B billion dollars more for the Ukraine, and people don't even know what happened to the first fifty billion dollars. A lot of it ended up apparently um, through the FTX cryptocurrency scandal with Sam Brinkman coming back to the Democratic Party using that for elections to buy off uh, the votes they needed to try to stay in power. And uh, we're seeing that happen again now. The corruption is just so endemic. The most troubling thing that I find is um, if you're in the U.S. uh, National Guard in any one of the 50 states here in the United States, um, you're not going to get probably not get paid this month because um, the Treasury Department has spent so much money um, uh, on Ukraine, uh, thanks to Biden and the, and the deep state, that they don't have enough money to pay your salaries. And this may extend to the U.S. Army and the U.S. military by next month. So when you're sitting at home without any paycheck from the U.S. government for your military service, think about what the Congress and Biden is doing, shipping all of our money and resources to some failed state in the Ukraine where people, most people don't even know where it is. And it's time to stand up to this nonsense. Anyway, I have a separate broadcast on CloudHub, C-L-O-U-T-H-U-B dot com. If you'd like to listen to it there, just look under my channel, Ted Moore, Out of This World. Now we have Dr. McCullough coming on. I'm so happy he's here. Let me bring him on. And uh, thank you all so much for listening today, my friends. If we all work together, we can and will create a much better and happier world. And uh, know that we are getting helped uh, from a lot of powerful um, uh, angelic forces uh, behind the scenes um, as far as um, um, as far as our evolution goes. And I know we're going to be we're creating a much better and happier world. Let me see if I can get uh, Dr. McCullough on here now. Um, Let's see here. Oh, he's still still joining. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. He'll he'll come on in a moment. Um, But um, it's um, as Louis Armstrong uh, said. It's it's a um, it is a wonderful world, and it really is. And there's there's more good people uh, certainly um, than there are bad, of course. And um, we're making a difference by through your acts of kindness and um, um, and um, acts of kindness and and Christmas uh, Christmas cheer. We can and will make this planet a, a better place. Um, I think unfortunately we're having some trouble. I'm getting uh, Dr. McCullough on. Let's see if we can get him on. Um, uh, Dr. McCullough, um, are you there, by the way? Uh, We'll see here if we can. Um, Don, I see him in the waiting room, but I don't don't see him joining the... um, 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 Yeah, yeah, I think he's stuck in the waiting room. Um, That's something to do with internet connectivity. And so I see. he might have a fluctuation there, which kind of, oh, now he's gone. So he'll okay. probably try it again, but that's often due to internet flux. I see. Okay. All right. Um, well, um, okay. Thank you for explaining. <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll get it worked out. I did give him the phone number also of the, um, of the, uh, uh, station to to call if he wants so that's 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 a good thing um let me see if i can find um 
how to do this. Um, I just sent him an email here a few minutes ago. Um, we'll see if we can, we can get him on. Um, I have a lot of other topics to, to discuss if he, if, if there's a problem, but, um, let me see here. Uh, Don, do you see him coming on again? I'm, I'm not seeing him coming on again, but I am vigilant. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, my friend. Well, why don't I, I will send him another um, note now and I'll just say, um, okay. Sometimes my friends, we, um, um, Call me. Uh, I'll have him. Um, he can also call me on my phone number, and uh, I'm sending him another email now and I've given Don, I've given him your um, phone number there uh, um, at the studio so he can call in and um, sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully I do have a backup. Uh, I mean, not a guess, but I do have a backup I can, I can use if necessary. Um, but um, I'm switching to a screen where I've got um, notes uh, from Presidents uh, Jefferson, Washington, Kennedy, and Lincoln on what's going on in the country, what their messages. I was going to save it till next week, week's show, but I can start it today. Anyway, my friends, I'm still we're still waiting for Dr. McCullough. I'm sure he'll come on, and uh, uh, when he is, I'll I'll get him right on. He's a wonderful doctor, and I'm so happy he'll be on today's show. I was I was receiving some urgent messages uh, the last couple days from presidents. Uh, uh, Washington, Jefferson, Kennedy, and Lincoln on the chances for a second American revolution starting in three months if the if the deep state um, is not stopped. Um, as an example, I just got a story last night that the U.S. National Guard all across the United States is now not going to be, the military members of the U.S. National Guard are not going to be paid this month because all the taxpayer money has been sent to the Ukraine including many um, state-of-the-art military weapons. There's a lot of commanders out there um, uh, raising uh, questions about that because, um, uh, for example, um, Miley uh, of the Joint Chiefs just sent 900 tanks of our top-rated tanks to Poland for the Ukraine uh, just about uh, two or three weeks ago. That's in addition to the $50 billion we've already sent with another $50 billion now. So we've sent about uh, $100 billion to the Ukraine, and we don't know where this money's gone, except that it has gone. We, we know for a fact that it has gone to the FTX scandal. Sam Brinkman has funneled that to the Democratic Party so they could use it in the elections. Um, but there's nothing good coming out of this. Um, and uh, we're financing a war that people don't even know where the money's going. So this is, uh, unless this is stopped and we stand up to this now, um, there is a good chance of a, um, 
a possible civil war in the United States happening later this year. I want people to be aware of that. Um, the other problem is that people, a lot of people are having a very hard time. And there are questions being raised now about the, um, about the, um, um, whoops, I think he's calling me now. Hold on here. He actually tried to call us. Okay. And uh, as soon as I picked Hi. up the line, he was gone. Hi, uh, 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 Dr. McCullough? Yes, Dr. McCullough. Oh, hi. Hi, my friend. How are you doing there? Uh, I'm having a real rough time. Um, and so That's what's, okay. happened is, what's happened is the mouse has gone out of my computer. Okay. So anything that's not easy. So, for instance, not having a link to the Zoom has really been hard. So okay. I'm trying to log into Zoom. I finally, by tabbing around, I'm trying to use a plug-in mouse, which is very sporadic. And so I finally got to the Zoom link, and then that number I have, the 82 number, is saying a valid number, and it's just, you know, it's well, just hard. You know, I just can't navigate. Well, let me tell you some good news, Dr. I McCullough. Can, I can always give him a call from our end. I've got his okay. number. Okay. Do you, you want, like. um, do you want my producer to call you from his end and, and plug you in that way? Well, listen, you guys might just call me on Skype. I, mean, I was on Fox News yesterday on Skype. We okay. Well, well, listen, I've got an idea. Why don't you just um, keep talking? We can do the interview uh, with my telephone here, and I've got you plugged into my um, microphone. Okay. So, it, so is this going to be audio only? Yeah, it's audio. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's, so it's let's, audio. Let's just do that. I'm so sorry, but I just have my frustration. Well, you can imagine I'm on vacation in Colorado trying to enjoy myself. I got sick. And I've been trying to do interviews, and now I have this in acute mouse failure on my computer, which is which this has been building up over time. So I think I'm going to be out of the computer in two more weeks. To oh, oh my goodness! Okay. So okay. Uh, fun times. Would it, would it be helpful if you fit, if you fed some cheese to your mouse? Never mind. Um, uh, <laughs> just okay. a joke. We'll, we'll, we'll just do it this way. This is the best. It it, it works. You know, it works. I've got to arrange something here, but um, I've, I've already said a lot of good things um, uh, about you <laughs> while, okay. we're, while, I was, while I was having you come on. But uh, I've watched your interviews and I've followed your work for years. Um, thank you so much for putting me on your uh, uh, list of scientific uh, data and paperwork. Oh, my goodness. There's just so much information coming out. And I want to thank you so much also for being so courageous and standing up with truth to what's really going on, you know? Um, and I and I really admire you for that because you've really been enlightening people as to what's been really going on. Uh, one of your um, one of your recent interviews, you said that, uh, what is it? Uh, most people, 90% of the people in the United States now don't want anything to do with the either, either vaccines or boosters or anything else because they've seen friends and family who've been uh, hurt, disabled, died from the from the shots. And people are, are really waking up. And I want to thank you for highlighting that and getting getting the word out to the public. Well, thank you. We've noticed that there's some type of psychological phenomenon that's going on from the very beginning of COVID, mm -hmm. where people seem to be in a trance. And it started with the illness, right. by the way. I, I think people who died with the illness, the family members didn't respond as, as they normally would. Uh -huh. I, I think there was some type of... of Muted uh, response 
almost a shamefulness regarding it, a trans-like state. And now clearly with the vaccine. Mm-hmm. When somebody takes the vaccine and they die, the family is not outraged. They don't come out and mention it to anybody. Right. They just uh, say, oh, well, they died, and uh, let's move on. It's, uh, I think there's some unique psychophenomenon going on right now. And, uh, you know, the number of people who died after the vaccine is extraordinary. Through December uh, 9th of 2022, CDC says 15,732 that they've certified that died within a few days of taking it. And that's underreported, we think, based on FDA testimony of 34. Right. That means 450,000 Americans. No one seems outraged. And no one is particularly active on this. Uh, when it happens, the families are quiet. Right. Um, it, 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 the psycho phenomenon here is really amazing. I just uh, interviewed uh, Jennifer Sharp, who's the producer of Anecdotals. It's a movie everyone needs to see uh-huh. about people's people's anecdotes when they take the vaccine and what happens. Right. Wow, interesting, interesting. Of course, and then there's the movie Died Suddenly that just came out here a few weeks ago um, with Stu Peters, and uh, I, I watched that. That was amazing. There was one part. I used to live in India, uh, Dr. McCullough, and um, India is a crowded place. I love the Indian culture. Uh, I love the people there. Um, and um, there was a side street in New Delhi, India, where uh, this uh, teenager was taking uh, pictures of the street scene. And um, uh, they, um, it, was, it was actually awful, Dr. McCullough. What happens is that he, he witnessed like three people dying right in front of him, right on the street. And then he, 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 got, he, he decided just to go home and he kept his, he kept his phone camera on. And when it went, went back to these back side streets, um, there were about a dozen people all dead on the road, and the city did not have enough resources to pick up all their bodies. And I thought, oh my God, and this was happening, I'm sure that they've been all vaxxed there, and this was happening, kind of a, um, a reaction to, to the shots that's not really reported very much. Well, you know, it's, it's hard to know. No one will ever come out and say it, but if they've died of other causes, you'd think there'd be outrage. Right, right, exactly. So if, if, it was, uh, if it was a mass suicide, uh, it would be an outrage. Or if there was some tainted Tylenol, people would be outraged. I mean, we had a building collapse in Florida, and uh, there was a structural problem, and people were crushed in the basement. There was outrage. People wanted right. investigations. Right. Here, when someone dies with the vaccine, there's no outrage. No one seems to care. There's no investigations. Right. Uh, there's something, the psychology here is something is off. Yeah. Really, really off. Right, 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 right. Um, I hate to mention this, maybe it doesn't apply, but some people, some social scientists now is, is say, is say, are saying, uh, Dr. McCullough, that we have a culture of death in the United States. Um, it's a little bit like um, Nazi Germany in World War II, where so many people were dying during the war that, that people just accepted it. No, um, death was not treated like a big deal, and it's getting to that point now. I hate to say it, but a lot of people here don't seem to care. Uh, well, they don't seem to exhibit the traditional anguish um, uh, of they, people they don't. don't. It just seems to be. I just hear it all the time. I'll talk to people. Yeah, my mother took the vaccine, and they died. Then they move on to the next conversation. So, right, wow. and then they talk about the weather. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, the same thing with COVID. I noticed that with COVID too, right. that people were not as outraged either. There's yeah. something about it. It's some type of trance-like state. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it needs to be further explored. Uh, it, you know, fortunately, as you start led with, 97% of people aren't taking any more shots. Right. That's good news. We just don't know when the risk of death goes down. It looks like it's, you know, peaks after the second shot and goes down, but there still are late deaths happening that are very worrisome. People months afterwards died suddenly. Right, right, right. Well, the other thing too, I, I know, I know, I'm sure you know this gentleman named uh, Dr. Rainer Fruitlich out of Germany, um, an attorney, and he he has come out with another couple of scientists saying that people's personalities change after they've taken the shot. And with so many people who've taken the shot nowadays, um, they, they, their personalities change and they seem to be a lot less compassionate. Um, they don't have the emotions that they did before. They're, something's, something's off with, with these uh, many people who, who've taken the vaccine, I'm sorry to say. And it's more than just I, physical. I, I, I see that in family and friends. I, I do. I see okay. it. something's off. Sure. And you talk, you talk about it and people will listen to try to give you the time. And then afterwards, I just changed the subject. Oh, well, I'll say, well, gosh, aren't you concerned that so many Americans have died? Well, you know, what's the, well, let's watch the football game now. It's just, it, it's just, there's something about it that we need to help a psychologist greatly. Uh, if there was anything else going on, if there was an earthquake and people had died, you know, we'd be on the news 24 by 7. Um, you know, we had this constant run of news coverage from COVID. Right. But once people started dying with the vaccine, nothing no coverage whatsoever. No nothing, mention. nothing fact, at all. The major media just just will not show it. I know, I know. Even when Dr. Marcola, even when their newscasters are dropping dead on the television screen, yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, they had. Uh, yeah, uh, it was stunning. They had one uh, Australia, New Zealand, are some of the most severely affected. They had a, a sports program where it was just showing, you know, athlete after athlete dying. And then finally, they had the sportscasters around the table. And they said, well, we got to talk about this. we got to face this. And one guy goes, well, yeah, I took the vaccine, and now my face is apparently he had Bell's palsy. He was one of the commentators. Oh, my God. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, it just looked like they were, uh, you know, a bunch of sad sacks. Yeah. So right. the right. psychophenomenon is something we have to break through because – it's obviously very disturbing that people are not alarmed. This is part of the problem. This mm-hmm. is going to go on for a long time until we say, quote, people wake up. Right. But when was the last time that someone died of the vaccine and the family came out and were absolutely outraged? Outraged. It, you just don't see it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. That's true. You don't. You don't. Um, it was it was last year when the um, uh, vac- so-called vaccines. I don't think they're vaccines. I think they're bioweapons. But the, what they call them, the, the shots came out, and there were some researchers in France uh, who found that um, when people take the vaccine, especially the Pfizer Moderna vaccines with the mRNA technology, Dr. McCullough, their their soul seems to separate from the rest of their body, and it goes into a state of suspended animation. And after five or six months their souls are gone and the, the people don't have any compassion anymore. They don't have any love. They can't feel any emotions and they've run psychological tests on these people. This was a study done in France and I can, I can send you the site if you want. Um, and uh, they found that people just were like um, biological entities. Um, 
and uh, is this our future? I don't know. It's it's creepy. <laughs> it's an interesting observation. I just finished having this conversation with Jennifer Sharp, who made this movie anecdotals. And one of the words that came up in her movie over and over again was compassion, mm. and how there seems to be a loss of compassion. Yeah. Right. 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 And it just it, it just it seems to be a big part of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People, for some reason, just lost their compassion. They're not being compassionate about themselves. Right. It's just like, oh, well, this is what it is now. I'm paralyzed. They're just diagnoses with my patients. They're not as outraged as they should be. <laughs> you diabetes drug. Mm-hmm. And people were, were you know, paralyzed from a diabetes drug. Oh, my gosh. There would be class action lawsuits. Right. People would be upset. And right. There would be all this discussion and, right. and outrage and Instead, yeah, I, I know, I know. And then you can start asking, am I crazy or are they crazy? Um, who's, you know, who, what, what, you know, what's, what's the, uh, why aren't people reacting more? Um, regarding the number of deaths, um, this has been scrubbed off the website, but it was available a couple of months ago where um, I think it was the U.S. Census data that showed that there were uh, 368.1 million people in the United States as of January uh, 2021, and, and then as of August of this year, um, August of 2022, that number had dropped to uh, 326.8 million people. Now, that's a reduction of about 42, 44 million, or about 10 to 12 percent of the U.S. population. Um, and I believe um, uh, much of that decline is, has been a result of this, uh, this vaccine program. Well, that sounds too much to me. Really? Uh, okay. It's, it's hard to know. It sounds too much. I mean, I'd stay within the range of FDA testimony and data sets out there. And it puts it, the number right now uh, I would be comfortable with would say 450,000. Okay. Because okay. Over a million have lost it. COVID, mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. directly due to COVID or, you know, with COVID, uh, uncomfortable with those, but, you know, it could be, it could be larger. Yeah, uh, I know. It's with this, with this psycho phenomenon where people just are just not right. recognizing it and they're not alarmed. Right. They see. Right. There's just, there's just no alarm. They're people are just going about their lives and thinking, oh, well, you know, it didn't affect me, so therefore... I'm just not going to worry about it at all. Yeah. And I'm not concerned about anybody else. Right. So, right. Uh, and also because I'm the only one concerned about what's going on. No one else seems to really care. I'm sure you've been you've heard of the work of John Looney, uh, uh, Undertaker in in the UK, great guy. He's been on my yeah. show several times. Um, there was a, a study that came out. Um, along those lines, just I think it was last week, um, and it listed. Um, uh, it's hard to know whether these are accurate. 72 million dead in Germany from the vaccine, but that was from morticians, a uh, mortician society within Germany. I can find the site, send it to you if you want. It seems pretty high. Um, yeah, that seems, that seems higher than almost their entire population. Yeah, yeah. I think these numbers, it's hard to, we have to kind of rein ourselves in and not overestimate mm-hmm. how big they are, but mm-hmm. you know, typically any product, 5, 10, 15 people, the product is stopped. That's right. We would never just keep administering. I mean, 
mean, our CDC is certifying Right. I, I couldn't agree with you more, my friend. It's it's uh, it's it's unfathomable to me. People seem to be uh, there's cognitive dissonance, I think it's called, where they're disconnected from reality. And it's like um, how many times have you heard the uh, the explanation that, um, oh, that, oh, she was she was my grandma, but she's dead now. But she was old anyway, and she'd lived a long life and it was time for her to go. It's like. Okay, and nobody, they don't question anything. Um, right at the beginning of the scandemic, uh, when they started putting the shots out in uh, January of last year, January 2021, Seattle Mayor, Mayor Jenny Durkin and Governor, uh, Democratic Governor Inslee in Washington State, um, had uh, all nursing home residents um, in, in, in Seattle, a population of, of about 650,000, take, take the uh, Pfizer shots. And Pfizer uh, financed um, uh, Inslee's uh, re-election campaign um, at any rate. So he was doing some payback for both Pfizer and Bill Gates. Bill Gates paid for his first uh, election here. But at any rate, um, um, a lot of the people, a lot of the elderly now have taken the shots uh, in Seattle. And I've heard anecdotal evidence that many of those have died as a result of it. But you don't hear about it in our mainstream media. Nothing is published about it. Maybe people are talking to There's a paper in JAMA this week by Stevenson. In claim, only 45% of nursing home residents are keeping up on the vaccines, and only 20% of the workers. That should really tell you something. Ah, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. There's an analysis by McLaughlin and colleagues in April of 2021. Mm-hmm. And they were showing the people who were dying of vaccines were the seniors. Mm. They were the ones in their 80s. They Really? And that's how the analysis went. Now, now the majority of people getting the vaccine at the time were seniors. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, I think the deaths, you know, are relatively concealed because there are people at the, at the end of their lives. Right. And people are saying that, uh, listen, you know, they're at the end of their lives. We can't tell if it was the vaccine that pushed them over, but they died of natural causes. Right, right. Well, isn't it, um, I think the, uh, the vac- so-called vaccine is a bioweapon. It was designed. Not to, it'll kill somebody. Some some people will die quickly within hours after taking it, but there seems to be a second tier of five or six months out where people die from the uh, from the so-called uh, vaccine, where they they uh, have all kinds of reasons. Um, actually, there was um, in the data released um, from Pfizer, there was a federal lawsuit brought against Pfizer. When, when was it? Earlier this year where Pfizer had to release um, their data regarding um, their, their so-called vaccine. And in it, um, uh, I, I read somewhere that there were 187 different diseases within the shot itself. So you could, that's true. you know, I mean, so it's, if Pfizer did not want to re- release the data, 
to the public. And right. the FDA lawyer argued the data should not go to the public for 55 years. Oh, so, so Pfizer did not want to be transparent. The FDA did want to be transparent. Right. And what came out of that dossier is Pfizer knew about 1,223 deaths shortly mm-hmm. after the shot was given. Mm-hmm. Families were panicking. They were calling Pfizer. They were reporting that a family member died of the vaccine. And Pfizer did not stop the vaccine. They didn't pull it off the market. And the FDA didn't. And uh, they didn't um, take any action. Right. Pfizer reported about 1,000, uh, I think, uh, 241 separate diseases or special adverse events of interest. <laughs> These are brand new diseases now because this vaccine is a genetic vaccine. Right. It's distributed throughout the body. Uh, the spike protein gets installed genetically into tissues, to organs, throughout the body. And it can cause a range of diseases that we've never seen before. Right. Right, right. Um, there, there's something I, I want to mention to you, and I'd love your comment on this, Dr. McCullough, but there was a group in Colombia called La Quinta. I believe that's the name, and there's, there's, I can't remember the name of the scientist with them, but they've done quite a bit of research on the um, electron microscopic level, and they said there's nanobots inside of these uh, so-called vaccines that control people, um, and it's the weirdest thing. They've never seen anything like it before, including biological, special biologically engineered hydra um, that are alive and seem to be triggered by in, uh, artificial intelligence. Have you heard about those studies, by the way, from the Columbia Group? No, I haven't. <laughs> I encourage people to just stay within the range of the published data. What we do know is the vaccines are not made by Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson Johnson, or Novavax. They're made by biodefense contractors. So, for instance, Moderna's product is made by a company called Resilience in Mississauga, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And the, the vaccines are not inspected for quality, for purity, or for safety. Like under, according to the emergency use authorization, there's no inspections whatsoever. Wow. So people have no idea what's being injected into their body. They list of ingredients has not been fully disclosed right. and that none of the products have been fully FDA approved. They, you know, if they, if, if they, they'd have to produce a package insert and tell people what's in the vaccines because the lot sizes vary greatly. There have been contaminants. So the Japanese have returned millions of doses because of contaminants in the bottle of, of the vials. Right. And so that may be these contaminants may, may <coughs> look like hydras or look like a, various shapes or forms that they could be just contaminants. Uh, that's possible. Mm-hmm. But I refer you to the work of Sasha Ladipova, who is a contributor to Trialsight News. She's analyzed the lots and identified that 80% of Pfizer deaths are associated with 20% of the lots and about uh, 20% of the 20, uh, I'm sorry, about 80% of the Moderna deaths are related to 20% of the lots. So these are called hot lots. So they may have more messenger RNA in them because the lipid nanoparticles do not uh, separate equally. Some people have gotten a lot of messenger RNA. Other people have gotten relatively little. Right, right. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense and explains a lot why some people uh, die within hours of taking it and others others don't. Um, I'm I'm sure you remember this. Uh, um, one of the first people to take the shots was a nurse named uh, Tiffany Dover. Um, in uh, I believe she was in Cincinnati or Kentucky. Can't remember now. Um, that was in January of uh, 2021, and she made a big deal that she was taking the shot and everything. And then 
um, 20 minutes later, she went on camera and she collapsed. And then I heard she, she died 10 hours later. Um, but uh, um, at any rate, that explains why some some batches are, are, are more deadly than, than others. Uh, it cer- certainly is. I mean, there's well, when I went on Joe Rogan, he described the case of a young woman named Simone, African-American student at Northwestern. She takes Moderna and then develops fulminant myocarditis and goes into heart failure, gets admitted to Northwestern University Hospital, goes all the way, gets a transplant, then she dies afterwards of an infection after receiving a cardiac transplant. That was early in 2021 before the FDA even acknowledged myocarditis. Oh, my goodness. But these are so well-documented vignettes. Joe, Joe Rogan had the vignette. He knew about it. Uh-huh. Wow. And subsequently, I've had a patient in my circles where I've become aware of him. He's uh, developed and he took vaccine-induced myocarditis. He went to University of Florida, went all the way, got a transplant. The doctor still not admitting it's the vaccine that caused myocarditis. So the doctors appear to be in a trance. They seem to be right. uh, ignoring, uh, not interested. Just uh, they want to talk about anything else outside of these vaccine injuries, disabilities, and deaths. Well, perhaps um, the doctors, some of the doctors themselves, have received quite a bit of money from Pfizer. <laughs> So their 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 viewpoints colored by the the uh, I've heard that doc, uh, some doctors in private practice, for example, for every hundred people that they inoculate with the poison shot, they get forty thousand dollars from Pfizer. If they get another, I don't know, another two hundred people, then they get another um, another forty grand. So that's that's some that's good coin there, and um, maybe yeah, I don't know if that's if that's true or not. I know there are COVID countermeasure fundings flowing in with talking points according to vaccines. I know that for sure. Uh-huh. And then I think the other thing that's really disturbing is the COVID Community Court. COVID Community Court was the White House and the Health and Human Services that floated out over $13 billion in 2021. $13 billion. Oh the American oh College of Pediatrics, American Association of Pediatrics, American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology. In 2021, so the government was actually pouring money into the pediatric associations even before the trials were done to promote the vaccines. Money poured into Hollywood, the churches, uh, various um, uh, ethnic groups, uh, black and Hispanic groups, and then uh, in the NFL, sports teams. Oh, wow. So the, the government, they call this a public-private partnership, but the government was massively uh, spending money to promote the vaccines. Wow, wow. Well, well, I think the truth is coming out now, Dr. McCullough, and um, people are realizing what's more and more people are realizing what's really going on. And it's going to get to the point uh, where people won't even mainstream media, I don't think will be able to ignore what's really going on personally. Um, By the way, there is an elephant in the room I wanted to ask you about, and that's the safety of our blood supply. In Japan, they make a distinction between um, when people give blood, Dr. McCullough, whether they've been vaccinated or not, and they will absolutely refuse to give vaccinated blood to people in Japan. Um, we're not to that point yet in this country, but do you think people are at risk going to hospitals and they don't distinguish between vax blood and unvaccinated blood? There's never been a documented transfusion reaction implicating either messenger RNA or spike protein yet. I was part of the very first group that wrote the American Red Cross, raising this concern. They okay. wrote back, recognizing the concern, nothing was done. 
Uh, you know, I publicly said we should at least segregate uh, and have a checkbox to see if someone's taken the vaccine or not. Sure. But the seroprevalence now of, of antibodies against the spike protein is like 99%. So everyone's been exposed to spike protein. So if there was some in a transfused unit of blood, I wouldn't worry about it. So we're really not a messenger RNA. There, we know only 13% of the people are taking vaccines. That's a pretty low number. Right. So there's actually not that many people contributing messenger RNA in the blood supply now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I wrote a substack recently, and the title of it was called Mission Impossible. That it would be impossible to have a separate blood banking system. And I gave out all the reasons why. It's so hard to cross-match a unit of blood. Anyway, and as soon as we start to have another variable to stratify on, it's going to be very difficult. Right. People didn't like that substack. I got all these uh, vitriolic comments, and I told them, listen, I'm sorry. I'm just a realist here. I just don't think there's going to be any other way outside of what the Japanese do is just don't let people donate blood for some period of time. I don't know what the appropriate period of time is, maybe 30 days or 60 or 90 days, but mm-hmm. someone who's just taken a vaccine who's sick, who's had a fever and joint pains and all this, they shouldn't be donating blood anyway. Right. Well, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Have you heard about the recent case of a hospital in Spokane, Washington called St. Mary's Sacred Heart Hospital? where the family, um, little baby, uh, four months old, um, did not need a blood transfusion, but the hospital gave the, the, the parents specifically told the hospital not to give, um, any transfusion, uh, to the, to, to their, to their uh, baby, a baby son named Alexander. But if they did, that they had unvaxxed blood to give him from other doctors too. Other doctors volunteered um, and family and friends. Um, and the hospital went ahead and gave vax blood to this little baby boy. And the baby died within a couple hours afterwards of blood clots that went to his brain and heart and legs and lungs. Um, you know, I, I, I question that for a couple of reasons. One, the blood donation system in the United States does not track who's been vaccinated or not. So they couldn't have known whether or not this child was vaccinated, mm. whether or not the blood came from a vaccinated donor. They couldn't know. <clears throat> Given so so few people are taking the vaccine, and blood only lasts you know so many months on the shelf, chances are it was unvaccinated blood. It was just a transfusion reaction. So I think people's emotions are getting ahead of a little bit of the facts here. Mm-hmm. So uh, I question it now. Directed blood donation has never worked out very well. So even if a doctor or somebody wanted to donate blood specifically, the chances of that successfully cross-matching on major and minor antigens are essentially zero. I see. So I understand people you know, have good intentions, but it's just not going to work that way. Blood mm-hmm. banking is very complex, and that's the reason why I, I wrote that substack, just so people can understand that. Sure. I, I know it's not popular, but it, it, it's just reality. Okay. You know, I appreciate that. We, I like to deal with reality <laughs> on my on my show. Um, let's move on to a positive topic, if you don't mind. Um, and that's you've you've created some protocols for dealing with COVID nineteen and and other uh, related um, issues. Would you like to talk about? I think that's a good positive thing to talk about for people that they 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 can contact you maybe on your website and get help if they need it, or have their doctor contact you. Um, sure. So the website is petermccullummd.com, and the protocol is called the McCullough Protocol. It's the first protocol published to, you know, outline a treatment protocol for outpatient COVID to help people avoid hospitalization and death. And to this day, the World Health Organization and the U.S. National Institutes of Health does not have a protocol to help people avoid hospitalization and death using drugs in combination. It's, it's amazing. We're three years into it. Yeah, right. And still to this day, there's a blank spot on treatment. 
So what we know is that the three phases of the illness are replication of the virus, then inflammation called cytokine storm, and then the fatal part of it, when oxygen goes down, that's blood clotting, it's microthrombosis. Those three phases. Our, our National Institutes of Health has not even been able to articulate those three phases to show you how far they are from actually understanding this disease process. So uh, the McCullough Protocol has been a part of the Association of American Physicians Surgeons Health Treatment Guide now since October of 2020. There is a frontline clinical care network treatment protocol similar uh, that uh, was out for inpatients in March of 2020, out for patients in the fall of 2020, American Frontline Doctors. There is a, a Marseille-France protocol. So these protocols all developed independently, uh, came up with the same conclusions that we have to use drugs in combination. No single drug was necessary nor sufficient, but the drugs provide enough symptom relief that reduces the chance of somebody throwing in the towel and going to the hospital. So they reduce hospitalization, and by that mechanism, they reduce death because the majority of the deaths occur in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a paper by Gukliakoulos and colleagues uh, that's mathematically analyzed the information as it's come out, the statistical p-value between multi-drug treatment and control. And Gukliakoulos has concluded that by December of 2020, we had clear and convincing evidence that early treatment reduced hospitalization. Mm-hmm. That means the p-value less than 0.01. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we were on track. There was a learning curve. And I've testified multiple times in the U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. What I've said is two-thirds of the lives lost and two-thirds of the hospitalization were avoidable if patients would have received high-quality multi-drug early treatment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, and there's been a survey by Vertkirk and colleagues that shows that, that only those people hospitalized and died are those who received no early treatment. Mm-hmm. Even if there was some early treatment and they're hospitalized, they're much far more likely to survive. Mm-hmm. That was shown by England colleagues mm-hmm. in New Jersey. So to this day, when we hear about COVID deaths, that's really just a reflection of lack of treatment is what that is. That's a very good point. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. Um, well, of course, the whole legal basis for the um, emergency youth authorization of uh, was that there were no viable alternatives to treatment. And I disagree with that. I, I And uh, I'd love your opinion on that. I, I, I think it was fraudulent when they issued the EUA personally. Well, you know, in our book, Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalizations and Deaths While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex, uh, which is, you know, a bestseller in multiple categories on Amazon, mm-hmm. John Leake and I uh, outlined that, that we think from the very beginning uh, it was intentional that the government worked very hard to block forms of treatment. Even simple things like uh, nasal washes, viricidal nasal washes, every company making uh, pavidone iodide or hydrogen peroxide, colloidal silver, right. uh, xylitol. They, they quickly, the FDA tied them up in legal suits, the Federal Trade Commission. They did everything they could to not allow information on nasal sprays, which right. killed the virus up in the nose, to actually get out in, into public use. And so Republican Congressman Nancy Mace, in 2021, she went crazy. She goes, why is our government not, you know, studying this and, and you know, getting protocols together so people that virus is in the nose, everybody knows this, you're doing PCR right. testing, but no one's using any nasal sprays to kill the virus, reduce right. the viral burden. Right. 
There's been 12 uh, studies, three large randomized trials, one by Chowdhury colleagues, showing that the virus cytonasal washes dramatically reduce the spread of the virus. PCR uh, positivity goes down by over 80% for three days. Well, well. There were reductions in hospitalizations and deaths. This well. is a prospective randomized controlled trial. Uh-huh. This yeah. is as good as we're going to do. This is far more effective than a vaccine. Mm. And, and this is the, such a simple thing to do over the counter. Sure. That's just the start of the McCullough protocol. Then there are some assistive uh, nutraceuticals and supplements. None of them are perfect, but they have supportive data, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, quercetin, and over-the-counter fermotidine, antihistamine. We add in aspirin there as an anticoagulant. There's a paper by Mira and colleagues from University of Virginia, over 20,000 people. Those who took outpatient aspirin and fermotidine had about a 40% reduction in hospitalization uh-huh. and need for mechanical ventilation. That's just uh-huh. one study. Uh, uh-huh. and, and then we move on to uh, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, uh-huh. Paxlovin, and, and molnupiravir. People have had a hyper-focus on that layer of drugs in the McCullough protocol. I think it's, it's not uh, nearly uh, uh, as warranted as what people wanted to do. Uh, there are protocols. There's one by Barentios in El Salvador, one by Chetty in South Africa. They use no antiviral, but they don't use hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. They don't even have Paxlovid and Molotovir. You don't need it. Mm-hmm. If you deal with the inflammation, deal with the microthrombosis, you get somebody really illness. Steroids make a huge difference. Uh, inhale budesonide, oral prednisone, and then anticoagulants in immobile, mobilized people, people with um, severe uh, you know, severe uh, risk factors for blood clotting. But that's the color protocol. It takes four to six drugs. Uh, we need to get going the first three days. I've got people in their 90s do this. No hospitalization needed. Oh, that's the beautiful. people who get hospitalized are people who don't get color protocol or don't get FLCC. I've just got a family member who had COVID. First time he's had it, he's had multiple vaccines. Of course, the vaccines don't work, so people get COVID anyway. Right. He got color protocol and He's fine. He's through it. No hospitalization, no death. He's back out traveling, doing all the things he normally does. Oh, that's I like stories like that. Yeah. That's good. That's nice so, to have a success story. Um, I'm sure you've heard the controversies around rindisivir, um, and um, uh, I've, I've I've read where people claim that uh, um, it's actually not designed to help people, but actually to kill people in high do- doses. Love your opinion on that. Remdesivir is a polymerase inhibitor. It was one of the first uh, emergency use authorized drugs, and it failed in Ebola. It had toxicities to it, but it was tried mm-hmm. uh, in COVID-19, and uh, for a few months it was used worldwide. World Health Organization did the largest study to date and synthesized all the data and held a consensus meeting and emphasis to European Cytocrine for Care. World Health Organization in November of 2020 said, do not use remdesivir in the hospital. Well, does not improve mortality, mm-hmm. leads to kidney injury and liver injury, and by that mechanism can actually contribute to death. Well, they revisited that recommendation in May of 2022 in Lancet and the WHO Solidarity Group, and they concluded that they were right. Remdesivir offered no benefit, in fact, can contribute to mortality. Well, what the United States is, HHS did, HHS put a 20% bonus on all the hospital reimbursement if doctors use remdesivir. Really? And to this to this day, ER doctors see COVID patients and they start remdesivir. And inpatient doctors start remdesivir. Oh, wow. Against the World Health Organization recommendations. Wow. And with no hope of improving outcomes. I mean, that's an example of how COVID has become uh, 
it basically become uh, weaponized. In some way, it's very disturbing what's going on. Right, right. And nobody can explain it. When I talk to doctors, why are you using remdesivir? Oh, it's the protocol. Well, you know, do you know that you're not supposed to use it? Uh, no, it's in the protocol. It's like, what? It's just, you know, it's extraordinary. Maybe they, uh, with all due respect, um, maybe they, they, they have, the, they're pressured politically by the hospital or the clinics to, well, to use it. If that was the case, you'd hear all kinds of chatter. You'd have people say, listen, you know, I don't want to give remdesivir, but I have to, and this is immoral, and it's unethical. And like, you don't hear any of that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You don't hear any of that. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, there's no chatter right now. Right. right. And the doctors seem to be okay giving remdesivir and having people not get better or die or die. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, maybe this is too strong, but in Nazi Germany, of course, there were uh, lots of instances of people being euthanized there as well as in the concentration camps and it became kind of a culture of death. And some argue, I think that the U S in, in some ways has also become a culture of death now where people don't have the normal reaction to death. They just accept it saying, Oh, well, you know, um, I guess that leads me to my next point, uh, Dr. McCullough. And as you know, uh, Governor uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida has just asked um, the Florida Supreme Court to convene a, a, grand, uh, a COVID-19 vaccine grand jury. And they've given the okay uh, light to that. Uh, what do you think? Um, uh, how do you think that'll turn out? You know, this is, uh, it's the same illness, the same response everywhere in the United States. One state calls a grand jury, a very serious level of investigation. Other states do nothing. This is another example of where pandemic response has gone wrong. Uh, here, there clearly is wrongdoing. I think one of the low-hanging fruits is Americans know this. Any promotion of a pharmaceutical must be done given fair balance and the risks and the benefits. Right. Must. So we've had from the President of the United States to our White House uh, COVID uh, coronavirus coordinator to our Anthony Fauci, who's the NIH, or former NIA director at NIH, Rochelle Wensky, they are promoting the vaccines as safe and effective with no fair balance on risks and benefits. That's true. We see, we see TV ads that say, we'll take the vaccine to protect your loved ones. There's no presentation of the risks and benefits. Nothing. Americans know that's illegal. That cannot be done. We have the Truth in Advertising Act, the Landman Act, U.S. Drug and Cosmetic Act. The next commercial that comes on for a pharmaceutical like uh, Humira will give the risks and do the benefits. So I think illegal advertising, that's easy. That, that can be, matter of fact, all the vaccine ads have been pulled off the TV in the state of Kansas. Because, listen, you can't illegally advertise these vaccines like that. Right. I mean, that illegal advertising would be, that's low-hanging fruit. And, and, then, and it goes on and on. Uh, there's been obvious fraud, uh, you know, every, everywhere from the military to schools to colleges with vaccine mandates, and they've said the vaccines reduce transmission, and they don't. That's just fraud. Right. All that needs to be called out. Uh, you know, these are extraordinary uh, times, and I, I, I commend Santos for the grand jury <coughs> activity, and I think right. he's going to get a lot of volunteers, and people can ask a lot of smart questions and start calling people on this and uh, uh, and see. I mean, there, there's really gross examples where doctors have uh, effectively forced people to take the vaccine 
Hmm. And they, they're injured on shot one, and then they're killed on shot two. Oh, wow. Wow. So, you know, who's responsible for that? Right. I know the vaccine manufacturers are um, are immune. They have liability, uh, you know, immunity from liability. But what about the people who forced or coerced or pressured people into taking the vaccines? Right, right. I think there's going to be such an outcry, personally, Dr. McCullough, that next year that that liability shield uh, for big pharma companies like Pfizer and Moderna will be taken off because people will demand it. And we'll see. We'll you know. see. Uh, Louis Gohmert, representative to Congress from Texas, he has just uh, proposed that uh, that in fact we um, you know we, we lower the liability shield now mm-hmm. and have it. This would be like the tobacco settlement that companies have made such an incredible pre-purchased revenue of billions of dollars. The vaccines did not stop COVID. They did not stop transmission. And they've never been shown to reduce mortality or hospitalization in any randomized trial or primary secondary output. Mm-hmm. America was defrauded on these claims. The vaccines haven't helped a single American. Yet, yeah. we have over 1,200 peer-reviewed papers in the medical literature that the vaccines cause heart damage and myocarditis, which is fatal, blood clots, which are fatal, right. neurologic damage, intracranial hemorrhage, and yet medical schools will not have grand rounds or even discuss these vaccine injuries. Really? Medical students and residents are acting like they don't even exist. Well, wow. And it is, uh, it's an extraordinary time. The question is, when will they ultimately come to some realization of what's happening right in front of them? I watched a video a couple of months ago, Dr. McCullough, love your comment on it, that most medical school, schools in the United States, at any rate, spend about a half day, that's it, four to six hours on vaccines and all, they don't look at the they don't look at the uh, risks involved they simply um uh, it's just it's it's like a promotion for vaccines but they don't look at the hard science regarding the the risks of it and that's it then they get out in the real world and of course when a Pfizer rep comes to them and says well, we'll take this vaccine they buy it hook line and seeker and they don't uh, ask um important questions um huh, well I was on national TV last night, and the term anti-science came up, because Anthony Fauci used it. And I was able to find Peter Hotez, vaccine promoter at Baylor College of Houston, using the term anti-science back several years before COVID. Like he's got an entire lecture circuit in does on anti-science. Anti-science was used back in the scientific revolution back in the 1600s. And it doesn't have any role in fully developed clinical medicine right now. Mm-hmm. Anti-science is being used as a weaponized term so these doctors don't have to face conversations regarding vaccine side effects. Interesting. They're saying any, anybody who brings up vaccine side effects is anti-science. We're not anti-science at all. It's just there's epidemiology regarding that. There's diagnostic issues. There's uh, prognostic management issues. There's nothing anti-science about a vaccine injury. It's interesting. I think George Orwell would be proud to, um, <laughs> would be proud of that because uh, they're twisting it. They're turning the facts on it on their head. Well, he made a lot of right calls, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's um, there's a nurses group. I think it's called Frontline Nurses, and they had a post on Telegram the other day. Um, that uh, some patients in some hospitals across the United States, when they ask, when they're in the hospital and they ask about whether the um, hospital uses rindisivir, they say, no, we don't use rindisivir. We use something else called, vel- uh, what's called, vec- vecularie, 
Vicolary. That's the brand name. That's the um, patented brand name for Rindisivir. So people should know that if if they are in a hospital situation, that they're just hiding the facts from them. That just came out. Right. So Valkyrie is the same as Remdesivir. It had the same warning. It should not be used in inpatients with COVID. Right. should not. Right. There's only one positive trial with Remdesivir. It's done by my colleague in Dallas, Robert Gottlieb, who's the first author, has published a new intro lesson. Remdesivir given as an outpatient and the serial infusions very early in the course of the disease can have a positive outcome. Mm-hmm. But it's never used that way because patients, you know, we can use oral drugs in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, um, so we're still at a, at a stage where people are not, you know, they're going into hospitals and they're receiving remdesivir against the World Health Organization guidelines. Well, you know, you look at the, um, you look at the, our uh, so-called uh, president, who was a, a, a fake president. I call him the fake president because he wasn't elected. Um, but um, I, I'm just wondering how much longer we have to put up with him. I know that's the, outside the scope of this well, interview. We, but We've had two presidents fully buy in on this, so mm-hmm. I'm not uh, enamored with either one. Yeah, right. I mean, we, you know, so they have plenty of time to look at this. If you and I can see this clearly, right. we've got two presidents who can't. Right. They're in the trance, they're in on it, they don't care, mm-hmm. whatever the situation is, it's not good for them. Right, right, right. Um, I have to ask you about the birth rates in the United States and elsewhere. In Australia, there's been a 70% collapse in birth rates there. Um, other countries, including Germany, Sweden, other countries have experienced um, um, also a dramatic drop in birth rates. It's the People think it's from, from the vaccines to pregnant mothers. Um, according in the military, I saw a study a couple months ago where, where was it? It was as high as 94 to 97% of all pregnant women in the U.S. military had, had, a, had a stillbirth baby. Um, so um, uh, they, they think it's from the vaccines. Um, and um, do you think this was planned? Is it a genocidal weapon to decrease birth rates in the United States and wipe us out? You know, it's, it's, it's impossible to read intentions because... No one will grant an interview who's provided the vaccines okay. to anybody who's willing to ask any questions. But mm-hmm. you're right. I think the most impressive data in Germany now, since 2021, mm-hmm. fertility rates have plummeted. Wow. Have absolutely plummeted. So we know two studies, one from China, one from Israel, show male fertility, the sperm count and number go down for about six months and then they rebound. But a man who's lower in the fertility range during that period of time can clearly be rendered infertile, at least for six months. Wow. And then there's a large study in the British Medical Journal about women, and the vaccines clearly uh, prolong the periods, the menses. They change the menses, and it could be by that mechanism that they reduce fertility since it's it's uh, the normal menstrual cycle is related to fecundity. It's also that the genetic material travels to the ovaries, we know that through a biodistribution study, it installs the messenger RNA in the ovaries, and the spike protein that's produced there almost certainly damages eggs, and women only have so many eggs. So if we put this together, there's infertility on the male side and the female side. I would explain what we're seeing with the data in Europe that I know well, the data you cited in Australia. Right, right. There were some Turkey studies that came out about six months ago of babies born with mothers who'd taken the Pfizer vaccine, and the babies had black eyes. Um, they had no pupils. 
and um, other babies had dog tails and still others had uh, six or seven different arms and legs. They looked like octopuses, um, all from the mRNA technology, which has never been tested. Um, do you think they're they're treating us like lab rats uh, that we're, um, we're we're experimental? Like like it's it's just incredible to see what's going on, Doctor McCullough. And it was just rushed into production without any testing at all. And we're all kind of like experimental guinea pigs for their for their for this new technology. Well, uh, the uh, editor for the New England Journal of Medicine, Doctor Rubin, said it best. He was on one of the vaccine. Advisory committees. Right. He said, "We'll never know if this is safe unless we just try it." So the spirit of those of the FDA are just to try it huh. without any, any concern on safety. To just give it a try. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But people are people are okay with that. The most recent vaccines have had no human testing whatsoever. The bivalent vaccines have no human testing. They're mm-hmm. producing up to four different spike proteins. Wow. And no one seems to care. Wow. Well, no one seems to care. They're saying, well, just take one anyway. Huh. Um, what about the Hippocratic Oath of do no harm and the Nuremberg principles of uh, you can't experiment on people? Do people forget that? I guess it does has no relevance got, in the new Biden, got, Biden that age. Got tra- that got trampled on right away. I see. That got trampled on right away. And so um, there, I don't know what to tell you. I think both administrations really contribute to that. Yeah, so, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, there was a fellow, you probably know him, Dr. Mark Trozzi out of Canada. I talked to yeah. him last year. He's a good man. He's saying that um, as opposed to he had, children are 100 times more likely to die after just one shot, COVID shot, within eight months, according to new U.S. Uh, new uh, UK data. Um, and he writes, this is not a mistake. This is a mass crime against humanity, mass murder, and assault. That's true. Well, remember, children at that age you simply aren't going to die. There won't be any causes of death. So even a small number of deaths with the vaccine are going to re- lead to really high relative risks. Mm-hmm. So in the U.S. data, there's been over 100 children that died shortly after taking the vaccine. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, wow. if it was one child who died after you know, a new seizure medicine or, or a new medicine for another problem. Right. There would be a giant, giant investigation. Mm-hmm. And children dying with the COVID vaccine, again, no one seems to care. Unfortunately, you're right about that. And and on a larger note, they don't seem to care about old elderly people uh, dying either. Remember that there was a quote by a, um, it was a, a cat, uh, what was it? He was a Catholic um, priest in Germany at the end of World War II, and he said that when um, when the Nazis came to um, uh, get the Jews, uh, nobody complained. And then when they came to get the trade unionists and the progressive, nobody complained. And then finally, when they when the Nazis came to get this this priest, um, there was nobody left left to complain either. And so it's like. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, they, they kind of, um, children are treated like lab rats and they die and nothing is said. Uh, not much is said. Um, uh, elderly are taking the shots and they're dead and nobody complains about them. And so who's going to, who's going to speak up when they come, if they come for us? I don't know. That's right. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a small group of people who are really active on this and, right. you know, are aware of what's going on. Very right. strong voices. We've got multiple sets of U.S. Senate testimony. I'm on 
national TV virtually every day. I was on national TV last night. Great. And, Good work. Um, you know, I've set every record on Joe Rogan podcast. I've reached billions of people through the Daystar. I mean, mm-hmm. Anthony Fauci, President Trump, nobody has that type of penetration. So, right, right. Um, our voices are a lot louder than what people think right now. I, I agree. And, uh, and in the end, at some point in time, there'll be some recognition. Uh, it will be the, the biggest I told you so of all time. Right, right. There's, I, there's, there's no doubt about it. The papers just keep getting published. Oh, here's another fatal series of myocarditis cases. More people taking the vaccine die. And it, just, it just keeps pouring in every day. Yeah, right, right. It's hard to... No one seems to be concerned. Mm-hmm. I noticed about two years ago when people started first talking about uh, vaccine injuries... I was, uh, I know I was banned for a time, um, and then they let me back on. But I, 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 I've been told, Dr. McCullough, that there's so many people complaining now about the vaccine injuries and death that it's hard for big tech and the, and the fascists uh, within our government to censor everybody because there's just too many of us complaining. We, we, we hope so, but even those who have been damaged by the vaccines still aren't making much noise. They feel ashamed or they feel uh, regretful or embarrassed, but there's a couple of data points. One is by Zogby and colleagues, a survey, 15% of people take the vaccine have some new medical problems that they're seeking care for, mm-hmm. 15%. Then there's a, a, a survey by uh, Dittmore and colleagues, Michigan State, 22% of people know somebody who's died or been damaged by these vaccines. So that's a pretty big number. And then the CDC visa data came out to the ICANN NGO, Summarized by lead attorney Aaron Siri, there, seven to eight percent of people who take the vaccine are so sick they have to go to the hospital or to the urgent care, wow. get hospitalized, and then about twenty-five percent are incapacitated afterwards mm-hmm. for a couple of days. Wow. Uh, Josh Yoder, uh, pilots, was on Fox News the other night saying, "Listen, the pilots can't be forced to take these vaccines; they can't get up and go to work the next day." Right. That's how sick sick they are. So. Right. Uh, at this point in time, the good news is it looks like the military is dropping the vaccines because the Senate and the House forced them into doing it. And mm-hmm. President Biden signed that budgetary thing, so we made progress there. That's I good. just about the U.S. Senate on December 7, 2022, and I called for all the vaccines to be pulled off the market. It's in the Senate record. Uh, Andrew Bridge did it. Remember our parliament in the U.K.? Same thing. Christine Anderson, uh, EU parliament, same thing. Malcolm Roberts in Australia, across India. There's worldwide calls to pull these things off the market. They're not safe and they didn't work. Right, right, right. Well, I'm so glad you're speaking up, uh, Dr. McCullough. You're a bright white light in the middle of all this uh, soup, uh, <laughs> um, I have to say. Uh, one of the biggest proponents, as you know, is Bill Gates of these, uh, these uh, what I call death shots. And I, it's noteworthy, it's, 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 um, it's noteworthy that... Um, his um, his nonprofit before 1980, uh, 1980, 1989, you know what it was called? Not the Bill Gates... Yeah. Not the Bill Gates Foundation. They changed that in 1989. Before 89, it was called the Bill and Melinda Gates Institute for Population Control, which I thought was interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's what they used wow, to call I them. Yeah, yeah, I got the site right here, and I got a picture of their picture of it right here. Well, so. it, it, it's either intentional or a byproduct that's happening. So. Right. Right, right. Um, so we'll see how much outrage develops. Again, p- again, people who this is happening to, they still don't seem to care. 
Right. Right. The families don't seem to care. Right. The people themselves don't seem to care. Right. They right. just don't. There's just right. no outrage. So right. You're, you're t- today we'll hear about a few more deaths. We'll say, well, somebody died. Oh, it was nice to know them while they were here. No remorse. <laughs> no, no questions on taking the vaccine. I know. I know. I know. I, I know of people the same way. People die and they don't really, really say anything about it. Um, where do you think, where do you think we'll be at in a year, year's time? Well, we've already had mass loss of life. We'll continue to have mass loss of life. The only hope is that people aren't taking any more shots to a right. high degree. Right. I think the administration is going to double and triple down on these and, and just try to force these. In. I don't, I don't so think, gonna, I don't think Biden will be around. I don't think Biden's alive anyway. I think he only exists on a CGI screen with four actors playing in with masks. Yeah. <laughs> That's just my own opinion. Um, but um, anything is possible with CNN nowadays. But um, I don't see him lasting more than four months in as he our. He's very frail. Yeah. He's very frail. He, uh, he finishes the speech. He doesn't even know which way to get off stage. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. You know, we'll have to see. It. Just the elections are very disappointing. A lot of strong candidates for freedom didn't win. And, uh, well, the elections were rigged. Margins. The elections were rigged. God. It was... But still, still, it should have been an overwhelming uh, victories for people who are advocating health freedom. Yeah. The majority of Americans don't care. The majority of Americans took these vaccines and elections. Like, should I take the vaccine? I'm fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And we'll say, well, the vaccines don't work. And they'll say, well, I don't care. Well, vaccines cause heart damage and blood clots. So people are dying. Well, I don't care. And they just voted for their usual people. It's just this, this complete and total... Um, the lays that people are in right now is, is trans is extraordinary. I know. I, I know exactly. I know exactly what you're saying. I, I, I used to, I used to say something to sometimes to um, young couples who had all of their children masked up and they might be like the kids might be six, seven, eight years old. And I was polite, but I said, you know, that that mask is not doing your kids. And they started attacking me and yelling at me, saying, oh, this is science. And, you know, and, and finally, I've, I've decided just to kind of give up. I mean, if that's what they want to do, people don't want to listen to facts. So um, there was a study actually done in Rhode Island last year where they had 5,000 students, young kids in an elementary school, um, wear masks. Um, I think it was for like about three or four months and then another control group uh, without the mask. So they had one group with the mask, one group without the mask. And then they did an IQ test. And this, the students who had the masks on uh, had a 20% drop in their IQ versus the ones who didn't wear the masks. So it is causing harm. It cuts off the oxygen. Who was uh, told me that? Oh, um, Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr. talked about that in one of his uh, Children's Health Defense Fund broadcasts last year. And... Um, but um, it's hard to talk to people when they're when they're brainwashed. So, well, it's their harm that they're receiving. So, at some point in time, you know, we just have to move on and prioritize what we do. Sure, sure. We try everything we can to warn people everything we can. Sure, still, sure. Still taking them, and they still don't care. If you were king of the United, if you were king of the United States, what would you do right now? I drop all the mandates for sure. Pull all the vaccines off the market. Okay. Uh, immediately start uh, funding for vaccine injury treatment centers. We would mm-hmm. fully fund and demand every major health system have an outpatient COVID treatment center. We should at least 
the uh, multi-drug protocols. Mm-hmm. And then we start investigations into crimes. Right. Uh, you know, crimes against humanity, the big ones and global ones are fraud. Right. And then mass negligent homicide. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I would uh, do. And it just, uh, I wouldn't have any trouble in doing this at all. It does, I, there seems to be an incredible lack of strength of people who just can't even get certain words out of their mouth. Hmm. I have so many, I know so many people in Hollywood that say, well, you know, I gotta stay behind the scenes. I say, what are you afraid of? I'm just afraid. So this kind of global fear that people have. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you think a lot of people have been threatened to sh- keep quiet? I haven't. I yeah. can tell you that much. Right. I'm right. more outspoken than anyone else. Right, right. I'm not sure. I've never had anybody tell me that. You'd think people would start talking if there was mm-hmm. a lot of bragging going on. People yeah. talk. Right, right, you know? right. And so, uh, well, I've... I've had over a dozen different death threats on me in the last two years, and I know where they're coming from. I not, not, don't want to discuss it on the air, but I do know where the, it has been coming from. But I'm protected by my angels, and uh, okay. don't worry too much about it. Um, I just continue. I'm careful where I go, and uh, I uh, don't travel at all nowadays. I'm told it's not safe to, so I don't. Um, but... Um, at any rate, I continue speaking out with today's um, with today's show. We should have somewhere close to uh, close to a billion listeners um, between downloads oh, and podcasting, and yeah, yeah. So we have a large, very large worldwide audience, um, and uh, people want the truth, Doctor McCullough. That's why they like your work. I think um, they people know instinctively that you have a good heart. And you want to help people. Uh, you're not in it to you're not in it for the money. You have no ulterior motive or agenda, um, and that's why that's why I think you're very popular and people appreciate your good work. So you've got a good heart and you're trying to help people. People like that. Well, you know. Thank you. I, I tell Joe Rogan that truth is like kryptonite. People just melt when they're confronted with the truth. <laughs> most people most people just can't handle that. You know that that Jack Nicholson movie. Oh yeah. Right, so right. If you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. Most people can't. They can't. That's what this whole anti-science thing that Peter Hotez and, and uh, Tedros and um, right. Al-G, I'm saying that, anti-science. That, that basically means they can't handle the truth. Yes. Facing, facing the reality that these vaccines have side effects. Um, ironically, the, guess the, who... The, the, the vaccines in their minds must be infallible. There must be some infallibility right. to them. Right, right, right. Uh, ironically, uh, Jack Nicholson took the uh, vaccine about a month ago, and he now has full-blown dementia. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that was a yeah. post that came out. Just he's somebody who doesn't need the vaccine. He's very easily treated. Yeah, the COVID's so easily treatable right now. Oh yeah, right. So, the vaccine doesn't doesn't prevent COVID. Doesn't stop the spread. It doesn't reduce the severity. But it does make so, Pfizer and Moderna a lot of money. Yeah, they, they turn around and spend that on the defense contractors now. So they're they're basically bookies. The uh-huh. defense contractors are making out like bandits. So uh, they're just pumping these vaccines out, no inspections, no quality, no purity, no safety. Right, right, right. Uh, maybe maybe this is not a fair comment, but uh, much like the Vietnam War, which everybody was against, and the defense contractors back then made quite a bit of money under President Johnson for a war that nobody wanted. 
So, um, yeah. Well, the biopharmaceutical complex has has uh, parallelisms with the military industrial complex. Right. Once it gets so strong, people don't care. Right. They really don't care. They'll make up a war for the purpose of having a war, though. Propagate and extend a, a pandemic for as long as it can. There's been tabletop exercises for monkeypox and an attempt to make monkeypox a national emergency, right. which the Biden administration still says monkeypox is a national emergency. Hmm. No, nobody thinks that monkeypox is a national emergency. Ridiculous. Tabletop exercise for an entovirus as the next pandemic. I, I, I mean, Amer- you, you think Americans have been catching on to this? Yeah, right. Right. Um, well, we're contained in the $1.7 trillion budget that Congress just passed, uh, a day before yesterday is 335, no, 300, yeah, $335 million to plan for the next plant flu pandemic and surveillance on Americans. I saw that. I saw that. We need none of that. That yeah. money should be spent <coughs> elsewhere or just make the budget smaller. It's not needed. Well, influenza, we have ways to treat influenza. We don't yeah, need any yeah. special measures. Well, there is a post I just saw last night from a credible source, uh, Dr. McCullough, stating that um, because of this $1.7 trillion budget and the $50 billion that Biden is sending to Ukraine now, um, guess what? The U.S. National Guard across all across America will not be paid this Christmas. They will not be paid their regular monthly salary this month. And it could have also affect payments to the U.S. military in general next month. So we've sent so much money. Biden has sent so much money to the Ukraine that we don't have enough money right now to pay our military. And that's just the tip of the iceberg because they've sent many sensitive weapons to the Ukraine as well. Um, and a lot of commanders are complaining about it. How bad does it have to get, do you think, before people stand up? I don't know. I don't know. No one's explained the Ukraine crisis at all in some understandable way that Americans can, can See where their money is being spent. I haven't seen any explanation. There's been no counting at all. Nothing. Uh uh-uh. uh. The only thing I know about the Ukraine is that there's a battalion of neo Nazis left over from World War II there. They have lots of bioweapons labs designed to kill people, and also it's a big center for child trafficking and adrenochrome. Um, that's all I know about Ukraine. And we're funding. We haven't it. seen any frontline reporting from Ukraine. Usually, if there's a war, people, there's embedded reporters and, and trenches, and there's wheels and shooting at each other right right exactly and and none of that none of that at all yeah yeah well we've got about five minutes four or five minutes left and um i've been talking a lot uh, uh, during this time and you're you're welcome to focus on any issues you like uh, dr mccullough i think the big thing to focus on we even touched on it is censorship okay and uh, we know now that the fbi and the cdc was in twitter Oh, yeah, right. And they were actively censoring and manipulating Twitter to accomplish two things. One is to block any information on early treatment. So, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, basal sprays, budesonide, colchicine. Right. They were actively trying to block any hope of early treatment to patients. Right. The other thing is they were actively promoting the vaccines mm-hmm. from the very beginning, over-promoting the vaccine, safe and right. effective, safe and effective. Everywhere you go right. on Twitter, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Right. And then when the vaccine's safety data started to come out, it was very, very aggressive suppression of 
any information I've exercised. Exactly, exactly. To the point where they would cancel out people's accounts, they would change followers, unfollowers, etc. It was mm -hmm. only because Elon Musk got in there and said, well, you know, let's release these files. And we realized, and you know, the FBI came out with a statement, very unapologetic. They said, oh, this is just routine FBI business. Yeah, right, so, right. Let's let's not forget that J. Edgar Hoover was behind one of the uh, figures behind the assassination of dear President Kennedy back in the '60s, and it's never been cleaned out since that time. Um, Eric, I'm sure you know Eric Clapton. He he um, he took the um, the Pfizer uh, shot. Um, when was it? It was uh, earlier this year, and um, he couldn't play his guitar after that. And then he had a he had a whole. Um, music tour scheduled for the United States and Canada um, this fall, and he had to cancel it because he couldn't play anymore. And he, he publicly said, uh, Dr. McCullough, that he wished he'd known about the side effects and he would have never taken it. So, anyway. Well, um, I appreciate your wonderful work, uh, uh, Dr. McCullough. Let me, let, let me see here. I've got your, um, your, your website is www.petermccullough. Dot com. That's M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H.com. Or, or just to clarify, it's PeterMcCulloughMD.com. Oh, I'm sorry. I left out. PeterMcCulloughMD.com. Okay. Yeah. And I was on mute. I was trying to respond to your comment about Eric Clapton. I know him well. Uh -huh. He uh, had a peripheral neuropathy. It was greatly amplified by uh, taking one of the AstraZeneca for vaccines. He didn't want to take it, but he took it so he could tour. But then once he took the vaccine, he couldn't play the guitar anymore. And so he couldn't tour for a year. And so he was so frustrated by, you know, this vaccine side effect. Right. So right. Uh, he reached out to me. I met him. We ended up, you know, he had dinner at my house and I know him pretty well. Oh, that's nice. And he's just one example, but he's come out with a couple songs. He's been incredibly criticized. What's called it is enough enough. Um, right. Right. And, uh, you know, he just, what he's saying is he's not against the vaccines. Does that just be people's individual choice? Right. They shouldn't feel coerced into it to right. go tour or travel. Right. And then be damaged by them. Right. Right. So, right. So anyhow, yeah, we'll close it out here. Uh, go to PeterMcCulloughMD.com. They'll take you everywhere. I have a podcast every weekend, uh, America Out Loud Talk Radio McCullough Report. America Out Loud. The book is Courage to Face COVID-19. The okay. website there is www.CourageToFaceCOVID.com. And, um, and then I have a Substack, Courageous Discourse Substack. It's very popular, and I try to get something out on it every day. And uh, doing everything I can, I think, to give people uh, an alternative set of analyses of what's going on. And from the very beginning, mm -hmm. I was active long before the vaccines. Brooklyn Contributor on Fox News was just on last night. Good for you. Most of the major networks been on ABC. Happy to go on and help people interpret what's going on because it's been such an important time in our lives. Right, right. Well, you're a bright light in the middle of all this darkness, Dr. McCullough, and you're helping to raise consciousness and spreading the truth around us, which is exactly what we need. That's what people want. They want the truth. That's one of the reasons why I think uh, CNN is failing and cutting back, and eventually they'll go under next year because people are tired of the lies. You know, I mean... Um, they, they want the truth. And even though a lot of people here, I think, in the United States are asleep, they're getting awake thanks to your efforts and mine and just getting the, the truth out there. So, um, and um, 
we're going to see that, that this is the time of truth, that things that are true will be shown to be true, and those that are false will be shown to be false and then fall by the wayside. So, um, and, and not even the negatives, not even Pfizer or the corrupt Biden administration um, can stop that. So um, keep up your good work, uh, my friend. You're doing wonderful to make this world a better place. That's the purpose of my show. Is uh, I've been doing this show now for over nine years. Been broadcasting every every week for nine years now, and that's the purpose of my show to raise consciousness and make the world a better place. So well, it's an honor to be on, and wishing you a merry Christmas and happy New Year, happy holidays, everyone. Thank you so much, Dr. McCullough. Have a beautiful Christmas too, and thanks again for your fantastic work. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye. Well, my friends, that was Dr. Peter McCullough, um, a famous cardiologist coming to us. Uh, I, I'm not sure where he was today, but he had internet problems. And um, But we have backups, and uh, thanks to the magic of telephones, <laughs> I was able to plug him into my, my microphone, and, and we had a, a good interview. I hope you enjoyed that. He's a wonderful man. Please visit his website, if you like, for more information. Um, it's uh, www.petermccullough.com. Um, um, spelled um, M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H-M-D.com. Our next guest, we have a fantastic uh, medium and psychic named Judy Kelly. Um, I'll ask her to unmute. Uh, Judy, are you there, my friend? Let's see. We'll get we'll get her on in just a minute. Hi, Judy. How are you? Great. Can you hear me? <laughs> could you could you speak in um, uh, Swahili or French, please? And then we could hear you better. I'm just kidding. No, but I could speak in giggles. <laughs> <laughs> speak in giggles. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're always in a in a in a in um in a down mood when I get you on my show. I when you know show. what can I say? Everybody get, complains <laughs> about your attitude, but I'll, I think I think it'll be okay for today. You sound you sound like you're in fine form. I am in fine. Form. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, good. that's good. We I was just talking about the COVID the poison shots with Dr. Peter McCullough, a wonderful uh, doctor and cardiologist. And some of the topics were tough topics, you know, about all this stuff. Yeah. But then I said, well, well, Judy's on now. And so we're, we'll have a good, a good show. We'll always have lots of positive messages. So Judy, how have you been, my friend? Are you doing okay and having a good you know, Christmas? I have been, but I also want to talk to the people a little bit about what's going on energetically. Um, okay. The last year we've been receiving energy we've never received before in any life. Wow. Okay. And it's so powerful that it's knocking us on our little behinds. Really? Wow. And what wow. I mean by that is a lot of people process through sleep. Mm. And that's one of the ways I process. Mm -hmm. And I've been sleeping so deeply right. that it's, it's not easy to wake up. So if you're experiencing that, it's right. not that you're lazy. It's not that you're not taking your vitamins. It's right. that in order for the body to choose to download, activate, and initiate whatever your higher self is sending, you need to be in a quiet state to receive it. Right, right. And you can't be busy. You need to be quiet. 
So we used to be being downloaded every morning between three and five for years. And you'd hear a ringing sound or a hissing sound or a crackling sound, usually mm-hmm. in your left ear. And mm-hmm. it would come every night, usually between three and five. Interesting. And that's your higher self downloading into you. Mm-hmm. And the last couple of years, I've noticed because the last 10 to 12 years, we've been being guided to slow way down and live authentically and truthfully and not be busy doing, 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 but to come from the heart. So if you're one of those that feels like you don't have any energy, you're very, very tired, you just need to rest and take naps, in general, it's because of the energy that we're receiving. And the beautiful thing about this is that actually means that we've reached the tipping point and we're stepping into loved-based living and not fear-based living. And that's what that means. Wow, that's that's really beautiful. I don't know if this has anything to do with the higher vibrations, but my coffee is tasting better this morning. Is it? Yes. Yeah, your taste buds are alive and dancing, Ted. <laughs> you have well, danceable taste buds. What can I say? Yeah, I can tell. It's it's delicious. Um, organic caramel flavored coffee. So oh, I can, there you go. Couldn't complain at all. You're the uh, first person I've heard today that has dancing taste buds. How thrilling! <laughs> <laughs> um oh the spirits like that <laughs> they like that well you know one thing i like about the christmas holiday season is that um it's a it's the spirit of giving and receiving but especially giving um thinking about others rather than just yourself and celebrating the the joy of being alive and the Christ energy around all of us, um, and the presence of God and the angels as well. So um, that's one of those are the things, my favorite things about Christmas, um, and uh, creating a better world. That's what that's what we're here for, after all, you know. And and um, boy, you, uh, one thing I like about you too, Judy, is that you've got the telephone numbers for all these different amazing guides and spirits and. <laughs> and angels that I've never talked to before. They just kind of fly in uh, and and. So um, I remember the, well, a show we had a couple months ago, Betty Boop came in. Yes. And, uh, who else? Yeah. <laughs> I had Jack and the Beanstalk come in on a okay. session a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And I That's had Yosemite Sam come in. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, these beings are real beings mm-hmm. because they've touched our hearts. Oh, okay. okay. And it's quite fun, you know. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. yes. Yeah. Betty Boop is, uh, I really, I got a big kick out of her when I was younger. And uh-huh. I still, she's sassy. I, right? She's sassy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. That's great. I want to give people some uh, hope and also um, good messages for the future. I know we're going to get through this. Even at, I think, um, what did they used to say? With the darkest hour just before dawn. I think we're, we're passing that now with a lot of yeah. people waking up. Um it's it's tough in still many parts of the world. It's tough yes. in the United States here. Um, yes. And a lot of people have been injured by the shots, um, and a lot of people have died. And uh, but people are waking up as they're they're dangerous, and um, they're avoiding them if if at all possible. Um, but um, you know, uh, Mexico as a, as a as an example, Judy uh, was a uh, a country that never locked down. Um, almost nobody has taken the shot there, and they're they're doing just fine. Thank you very much. Economically, yeah, doing fine. Um, and uh, 
Um, personally, uh, because so many pilots in the United States have been taking the shot, I don't fly right now in the U.S. I'm waiting for that to just, to, it's, it's not safe. Um, but I would fly on, on Aeromexico or any Mexican airline because virtually none of, very few of their pilots have taken the shot. So your risk of, of having a plane crash or an adverse event from one of the pilots is very low. But on the other hand, if you look at England, uh, British Airways canceled 10,000 flights this Christmas because they didn't have enough pilots. They've all been taking the shot. So, um, but um, I, I know we're going to get through this, and the light's always stronger uh, than the dark, certainly. But, um, but in, anyway, what, what messages do you have, if any, uh, Judy, uh, regarding it? A whole crowd of people here. So, okay. <laughs> so we've got quite a few. And, okay. you know, um, that's why I said we've reached the tipping point. Okay. We have reached the tipping point. Mm-hmm. Wow. And as of the last year, w- the key is everybody's mission on the planet was to love yourself more in this life than you've loved yourself in any life. Lovely. Yeah. We came on the planet only loving ourselves 4%. Mm-hmm. And we remain suffering and fear 95 to 96% of oh. our day. Lovely. That's changed. And the last year, we're now loving ourselves in this last 10 to 15 years we're loving ourselves 75% more, and now we're loving ourselves 179%. Oh, so That self-love is the answer to every issue. I don't care what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Well, so the beautiful right, all you need is love. Yes. And, and, and uh, Professor Einstein, brainy boy, <laughs> Albert, yeah. He he's, he's here now. He just popped in and said, hello, uh, wishing you Merry Christmas. And he said that love is the most powerful and important force in the universe. And so recognize that you can accomplish really, really anything, which is really yes. a beautiful thing. And that's why, um, and, and there again, whenever Einstein comes in, he does introduce himself to me as Brainy Boy, which <laughs> is just, it just it tickles my heart. But it's really true. And it's important that you realize that we are on the cusp and we are shifting so fast that who we are in the morning is not who we are in the afternoon. That's right. That's right. Recognize and look for the beauty in life. Look for what you're grateful for and Mm -hmm. note the wonder and delight of nature. Mm -hmm. Nature always bounces back. Right. No matter what goes through, it bounces back and you can too. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, given that message, I just want to tap in. And there's a cloud, a cluster of clouds here. So let me see. There's uh, four spaceships. So oh. let me see who it is. Yeah. Uh, let say, well, let me tell you briefly as well for my listeners. Uh, Nostradamus has just popped in too. He has some words to say, but we'll get to. Uh, we'll, uh, okay. We'll get, yeah, we'll get to him in a minute. But we'll talk to the, the spaceships first. Yeah, there's uh, there's the Arcturians. So let me tell oh, what it is they want to share. Okay, great. They're coming in as sparkles of light. Oh, lovely! Not appropriate at the holiday season time. No mm-hmm. matter what holiday you celebrate anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it it uh, it opens our heart and we sparkle more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like everything else sparkles. Right. And so the Arcturians are coming to me as sparkles of light. Oh, how lovely. That's great. I wanted to remind humanity and all of life that we are one family. 
And just because we come from this planet or that planet, there's also civilizations and the sun and the moon inside all planets. Mm -hmm. We all represent one family. Mm -hmm. And when you feel that it just feels like it's too much, take a moment, put your arms around yourself Mm -hmm. and remember that you have thousands of beings around you every moment celebrating you. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. There are so many angels. Do you know, and this is not the Arcturians, this is my awareness, do you know that there is an angel for every blade of grass? No, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? That's Mm -hmm. how many angels there are. So anyway, we're not short on angels. So so there are right now 12 angels around every single soul Mm -hmm. in this moment, they're telling me. So they are saying, dear hearts, lift your hearts to the light and Mm -hmm. know that you can choose to feel our love with every breath. Mm -hmm. And time you choose to feel our love, it moves your vibrations up a notch. Mm-hmm. And time you move your vibrations up a notch, you have a chance to be happier, to be healthier, and to live in more grace. Mm-hmm. So I, as an Arturian elder, have come to let you know that we are here. We've always been here. Many of us are right in sitting next to you in your coffee shop, your church, your board members' meetings. We're in all and have always been on the planet. And it's it's important that you get that message because you get keep hearing messages and are things promoted in your society that we are out to harm you. And what you need to understand is the law of attraction is very powerful Mm -hmm. and impersonal law. Mm -hmm. And if you're not putting harm out. You have no way to attract harm. Mm-hmm. Sure, right. So right. If you allow yourself to put your arms around yourself mm-hmm. and know that in that moment, at least 12 angels are hugging you. Oh, how lovely. Beautiful. It will help you to get through whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your guardian angel is always by your side. Mm-hmm. They do not leave you at all. respectful if you're in the restroom they're not in the restroom Mm -hmm. if you're in an intimate moment they're not in the bedroom with you they're very respectful Uh so you might want to start looking for the sparkles around you Mm -hmm. because it could be your star brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. or it could be your angels Mm -hmm. so just know we're here Mm -hmm. here wow that's beautiful now he's leaving, and I see all the sparkles. <laughs> the whole, whole <laughs> my bedroom looks like this looks like the sky. <laughs> I just have sparkles all over. Um, I've been doing what I do for over seventy three years. Wow. I've been with the ascended masters, angels, and archangels, mm-hmm. and they're my buddies. Mm-hmm. So I really am grateful that your heart is here sharing this phone call with us mm-hmm. the angels are thrilled that you're getting this message and mm-hmm. arturian just gave me a kiss on my cheek so oh, how beautiful wow uh, the, 
outright. Mm -hmm. So let me tune in. <clears throat> okay, here's Brainy Boy. <laughs> hi, Albert. <laughs> he says hi. <laughs> He's unusually brainy today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. He said, great. I'm in top form. He said, I could match your happy taste buds, Ted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> in the bigger scheme of things, we have the brilliance in our mind to choose what we focus on. And your mind is a marvelous tool, but it doesn't own you. Take responsibility for the thoughts that you're projecting because they affect every form of life. Mm -hmm. And every single soul in its own way is brilliant. Don't measure how somebody is or is not more important than you based on the nonsense that we've been taught as a as a civilization mm -hmm. every soul has a spark of brilliance mm -hmm. and that is your divine right as an original creation of divinity you have a divine magnificence just about you and you're the only one that carries it and that is the gift you're here to share mm -hmm. so don't be concerned with how you're doing and whether you're fulfilling your your needs and whether you're being taken care of and get into all that. Instead, understand that just because you're breathing, you're needed here. And the fact that you came with a brilliance that only you can share makes you just as important as everybody else, mm -hmm. every form of life. So even though I am singled out as a genius, I want everybody to know you are a genius in your own way. Mm -hmm. So may we all be called brainy and may we all recognize the genius that we carry and celebrate that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Albert. That was great. That was so good. Oh. Great to hear from you, my friend. Here's Ashtar. Oh, wonderful. The Star of the Galactic Command. We have been in the skies around your planet for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. This is not a new thing. But for many, many years, we've been specifically hidden by the cloud formations, by the rainbows, by the ways in which we can adjust the the hold on, the metallic way in which we appear mm -hmm. by making ourselves invisible. Mm -hmm. We've allowed ourselves to be more visible, especially in the last 40 to 50 years, mm -hmm. here and there, to reassure you as citizens of the world that we have always been here. The difference is the ones that are here to assist you for the planet to become a star mm -hmm. and each of you are becoming stars. That's what ascension is for mm -hmm. Earth. Mm -hmm. She's becoming a star. Mm -hmm. And so are you. Mm -hmm. Your star brothers and sisters are the ones that are here to help you do that. Every civilization that you call aliens, 
are members of your family. Mm-hmm. So know in this moment that we are here and that we are here to support you and we are here to love you and we are here to inform you as we are so guided anything that we feel is relevant for this moment. Anybody that leads with their heart is welcome aboard our ship. Oh, how beautiful. Thank you. And we have special monitors in our bodies that tell us if you're coming from a love-based place or if you're coming from a fear-based place. And so we open our doors to you at this time so that you can get refreshed, take a moment, take a breather, sleep at night. You can come on the ships and we will guide you to whatever it is you need in this moment. Mm-hmm. Take heart, my dear family, and know that what's going on behind the scenes is becoming actively clear and also behind the scenes is the opposite and it's increasing the love frequency of the planet with every breath so notice and be aware that love is the answer as judy mentioned earlier i am ashtar thank you Ash. pleasure to have been able to share with you all today. Thank you so much, my friend. Beautiful. <sighs> okay, here's Chuckles the Clown. Chuckles the Clown. Okay. <laughs> you know, in the early 1900s and in the 20s and 30s and 40s, where I was known, predominantly on the East Coast of the United States, I came from a very, what you call a dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of beatings and a lot of hunger It was part of the depression. It was part of the time of what people were going through. And one of the things my mother, my blessed mother said to me one day is you're only as happy as you choose to be. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the circumstances around you. Mm -hmm. So how can you put smiles in people's hearts? Mm -hmm. And it occurred to me to become a clown. And Mm -hmm. so I, figured out my own makeup. I figured out how ridiculous I could possibly look and still be reasonable as a clown. And I (laughs) because I wanted to leave a chuckle in every person's heart. For all the years that I was chuckles, a clown, Mm -hmm. I could actually see happy faces in the hearts of especially children. Lovely. And especially the elderly. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, see, by that point, nothing phases you. You're just going to be yourself no matter what when you're a senior. Mm-hmm. And right. so I would see the truth in the hearts of the children and the seniors. Mm-hmm. And it would warm my heart. So notice in this moment, one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is to chuckle. Mm-hmm. And every time you chuckle, You open hearts and you leave a chuckle in every person's heart. That's Mm -hmm. within the radius of your aura. Mm -hmm. What greater gift could you give? So chuckle away. (laughs) 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 What a beautiful story. That's that's lovely. That is really lovely. Yeah. Thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing that. Yeah. 
Wonderful. Uh, here's George Washington. Oh, President Washington. Great. Great. You know, I've known and have been called the father of the country. Mm -hmm. And as we are stepping into more and more of our own truth, and as we are starting to open our hearts as a humanity, we each need to take responsibility to be the fathers and mothers of life. Mm -hmm. And that comment that is said, it takes a village to raise a child, mm -hmm. is very true. Mm -hmm. And we become very focused on separateness, staying in your own homes with your own families. But you have villages and communities. And when you reach out as communities and families and villages and countries, the more that you share with your fellow mates, the people that live in your neighborhood, the people that go to the school your children go to, the people that work with you, the people that go to wherever you go to church, if you go to church, wherever you go to, to be creative and have fun. When you extend your heart and have your eyes look beyond your needs to see, is there some other child in this area where I live that what I'm doing for my child, I could do for that child? Mm -hmm. Is there an adult that I could take and extend my hand to and make a difference in their life? Is there a senior that's lonely mm -hmm. that maybe I could read a book or maybe I could do an errand for them? Mm -hmm. Start opening your heart, not just your family, but the world family. Mm -hmm. And how can you make a difference just by extending your kindness to one more person? Mm -hmm. Oh, what a beautiful thought. Thank you, President Washington. Okay. Who did I miss? Who came in that you said he was here? Oh, Nostradamus. Oh, Nostradamus. Yeah, our friend Nostradamus, yes, he's here. There, there we yeah. go. Okay, here we go. Thank you. And somebody he's else. Naughty. He's <laughs> A-N-O-T-T-Y. <laughs> The shortcut for Nostradamus. Oh, okay. Call me naughty, like a pine tree. Okay. Here we go, Nostradamus. You know, in good faith, I had visions from the time I was a wee one. And I would see things. And when I was younger, it got very scary. Mm. Because I didn't always understand why I was seeing things. Mm -hmm. That when I would try to find out if my family was seeing those things or my neighbors were seeing those things, it became very clear that I had to be careful who I shared what I was getting. Mm -hmm. And many times it would, it would make me really sad or very frightened or very confused because the things I was seeing <clears throat> not always came to fruition in the way I saw it. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up having to figure it out for myself. <clears throat> I grew up needing to be clear about what I was getting and the way I was receiving it. And so when I have given and when I presented things to humanity, <clears throat> I didn't have the full understanding mm -hmm. that we create our own reality. Mm -hmm. I do now. 
Mm -hmm. I realize now my third eye was having a picnic when I was a kid by opening this way and opening that way and opening up my mind in Mm -hmm. ways that I wasn't noticing other people's minds opening up. Mm -hmm. And so I'm happy to say that the things that I did predict that have not come to fruition, I'm very grateful they didn't. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful that the majority of what I got has been shared and has been valued and has benefited. Mm -hmm. And I am also very grateful that those that are in the positions that I was in, in general, are coming from a kinder, more open-minded place. Mm -hmm. And there are so many brilliant beings that are now waking up in the ways that I was waking up as a child. Mm -hmm. So I thank you for recognizing the validity of messages that people get. The difference is, are they getting it from their heart or are they getting it from their head in fear? Mm -hmm. And that's what I had to learn to distinctively be aware of Mm -hmm. in order to how the messages were coming to me. So if something comes to you in a loving way and it's not harming anybody, it mean share that, but understand that you're sharing what your truth is, which may not be the truth of everybody because everybody has their own truth. Right. Also, when you're in a great place of fear, understand that clarity is not possible. So as much as you can, do things that soothe your soul, whether it's being in music, whether it's being surrounded by flowers, whether it's being around trees, whether it's eating a soothing food, whether it's taking a bath or swimming, being near the ocean, seeing all the critters in the wild and the wildlife. Take time to soothe your soul. And take time to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Because messages will come for much more truthfully when you're coming from a loving, balanced place. I am Nostradamus. And I am delighted to be able to share in this broadcast today. Thank you so much, my friend, for coming and joining us. Always wonderful to talk to you. <sighs> hey, here's Father Christmas. Okay, great. Cool. Isn't it magical the way that the idea of me includes the snow, includes ho, 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 includes gifts and presents and reindeers and sleighs and Christmas trees and churches and genuine merriment. And may you feel merriment and choose to feel merriment each day of your life. Even if you have a specific joke that makes you laugh <clears throat> or you have an image that reminds you of something that's very funny from years ago, it's important that you find the humor in life mm-hmm. and you find the silliness and what's ridiculously wonderful because that's what holidays bring. Mm-hmm. They bring you into your joy state. <clears throat> they bring you into merriment. They bring you into open-hearted and sharing. And isn't that a lovely place? 
So if we each made a comment and a commitment to ourselves to take the gracefulness, the generosity of heart that we feel in celebrating holidays Mm -hmm. and bring it to each day, what a wonderful world we would be in Mm -hmm. if we extended merriment every day in some way, Mm -hmm. even if you dancing through the sprinklers on your front lawn. (laughs) You will make all of your neighbors very merry as they laugh. (laughs) (laughs) What a beautiful thought. Thank you. Never hurts anybody. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. So be merry. Be merry and bring joy whenever you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's that song that came years ago? Don't worry, be happy. Yes, yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> hey, here's Bugs Bunny. Oh, okay, great. Ah, uh, uh, what's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> he says, absolutely nothing. <laughs> and of course, he's chewing on a big carrot. Uh-huh. He's got the biggest ears. They're so long, and uh-huh. he's very, very tall. And uh-huh. he's got quite the fluffy tail. And he's got these eyes that are magical. He's winking at me as he's talking. So That's let's leaning against a tree. Here we go. Oh. You know, one of the wonderful things <laughs> that in the imagination of whoever created us, mm-hmm. there is a very focused awareness of how we are to be presented to the public. Mm -hmm. And what people do not know, they think it's the opposite. They think that the person creates us. Nothing could be sillier. We enter the person's consciousness because it's now time for us to be known. Mm -hmm. We have souls just like you do. Mm -hmm. And every single being on the planet chooses what part they're going to play. Mm -hmm. And us labeled as cartoon characters are here to bring joy, laughter, funnies, giggles, and things to think about. Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. next time you watch a cartoon and you see the person who made that cartoon laugh Mm -hmm. because it isn't that person who made that cartoon. It's the cartoon character that impressed on the soul and the mind of that individual but it was now time uh-huh. to be known. Uh-huh. Okay. So I, as Bugs Bunny, have had a wonderful run with so many generations amused by my and my things that I do, uh-huh. all the things that Elmer Fudd does, uh-huh. and all the things that the cartoon characters bring. Uh-huh. Makes childhoods more delightful uh-huh. and adults have their own cartoons. Mm-hmm. Understand that cartoons are a way to get a message across. Mm-hmm. And there is tremendous truth in mm-hmm. what is being shared by mm-hmm. a cartoon character. Interesting. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Last two years ago, um, um, uh, there were more people watching the cartoon channel than they were watching CNN. <laughs> I can believe that. That's true. That's true. Because people found cartoons more useful than CNN and more truthful, too. Well, I remember as a young girl, one Uh of my favorite pleasures was comic books. 
Uh-huh. Wow. Absolutely loved comic books. Sure, right. And it's the same thing, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In Walmart and different stores, you right. see all of the influence of the cartoon characters on T-shirts, yeah. on yeah. purses and backpacks and shoes. And, it, you know, what Bugs Bunny is saying is very, very valid. Right, right. We but, really do allow the cartoons to delight us, don't we? Right, that's true. We do. I don't want to. I don't want to say too much about this, but people should be aware that there is a company called Disney, um, and they've they've um, some of the cart some of the cartoons that they've used in their promotions have gone a dark side to groom children for inappropriate activities. I'm not going to. I won't say too much about that, but anyway. Um, People should be aware of that. Well, it's kind of like anything else. When you have children as a parent, you really do need to pay attention to how they're spending their time and in what way. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, I was able to locate um, the uh, the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. I I can just play like a minute. I would love that. Okay, let me, me, I got to plug it in, but let me. Let me play it here and I'll just play it for a couple of, for a minute. Here we go. song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy. Good place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry. Be happy. Anyway, that's kind of a fun song. So um uh, that's Farrell Williams. Yeah, right. That's One of my right. Songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, funny. Yeah, very funny to listen to. Kind of a light thing for today. Mm. Um I'm, I'm getting um, Jesus in Jesus's energy. I don't know. You probably. Um, Do you want to share his message? I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. He's he's saying he's giving all of us on today's special day, um, uh, lots of uh, tremendous love and compassion. Um, the most important message I'm getting is compassion and love for humanity. Um, that's the message I got when I met Jesus. Um, several it was in it was in the spring actually 
uh, at a church when a, there was a statue of him and it, it, it changed from, I think it was, uh, it, it changed from being uh, cement to, um, it, the, the whole statue became uh, alive. And you could see the, I could see the, the, the actually had skin color, actually genuine skin color with that. And what I got was a tremendous message of, of love, love and compassion for humanity. And that's the message he wants to give out today, that we are going to make it. Um, and he has tremendous love and compassion for us. And he empathizes with what we're going through right now. But, um, but he said that um, we'll come out of this um, with, with a very bright and beautiful future. And um, yeah, that's what he said. Lots of, lots of good things are, are happening now. Um, and there'll be more uh, beautiful things happening for humanity in the future. And we're at a, at a turning point. And he said, you're right, uh, Judy, that uh, um, things have tipped in, into a positive light um, in spite of everything. And don't worry, be happy. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. What a marvelous message. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with compassion. So because what he's saying is really at the core of every every single being. Mm -hmm. Right. Have compassion, not only for everybody, but for yourself. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Thank right. you. Yeah. So yeah. marvelous. Marvelous message, and 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 the other part of it too is that um, it's like when he was crucified, he's saying that um, please uh, forgive them for they know not what they're doing, and this goes for some of our governmental and political and corporate leaders who are doing things um, which are not great, uh, not not for the good of humanity, but forgive them, give them some com the compassion. They don't know what they're doing. Hmm. You know, that measures with what I was given, mm -hmm. which one practice I've done is uh, on the Internet. There was a story about a little child that had been murdered. Okay. And anyway, I went in and I offered the angels to this little girl mm -hmm. and I offered for her family members to go into a healing chamber and I also offered for the people who had harmed the little girl to also go into the healing chamber. Okay. So my point is, when you see something being done that you would consider cruel, mm -hmm. you, you want to extend your prayer not only to the person that's experiencing the cruelty, but to the person that is perpetuating it. Mm -hmm. Because every single being on some level is just acting out what they've experienced. That's true. Yeah. Good uh, point. Yeah. Yeah. Having compassion and extending that compassion mm -hmm. to also the people that are perpetrating it and mm -hmm. understand that they're just giving out what they've already gotten. Makes total sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. Right. That's one way we heal the world. Right. And that's, Totally appropriate for today's um, show. Absolutely appropriate for today's show. Now, one of the gifts that I carry is I stepped into my ascended master self as Anna, Mother Mary's mother. Oh, wow. Okay. January of 2018. Uh -huh. And I've never given a message from Anna, but I am today. 
Mm -hmm. So here we go. Okay. In what they call the holy days, there was huge distances that you would cross for everyday things that you guys take for granted today. Mm -hmm. It could take weeks to get a simple meal taken care of. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of time to go to different villages to have this or that. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that it developed in the citizens was a resilience. And it's important that we have resilience. When you face what we call the challenges in life, know that in every challenge, there is a healing and there is a gift to help you to become stronger, to help you to have more resilience, to help you to tap into parts of you that under normal circumstances you wouldn't tap into. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of life. And you can look at it any way you want to look at it. But being resilient means that you go through it and you bounce back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I am asking each of you to trust in the integrity of your own soul. Mm-hmm. That you have what it takes to get through whatever it is you're going through. Mm -hmm. Know that you are loved no matter what you're going through and that your families on the other side are there helping you. Mm -hmm. There is no death. There's just changing forms. We're all energy. Mm -hmm. In your purest form, that's what source is, is energy. So you have the ability to be resilient and to recharge your heart and recharge your body. And that is a noble thing to choose Mm -hmm. to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that in my early years, as part of the family structure I was in, we, we really made it clear to our children to be resilient, to Mm -hmm. bounce back. Mm-hmm. to have an opportunity to look at things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And it gave us the ability to develop wisdom. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you go through, you develop wisdom along the way. Mm-hmm. And you're wisdom keepers. Isn't that a lovely idea? Mm-hmm. Wow. So when you think of your holy families in these holiday seasons, in whatever culture you're in. Know that one of the gifts you can give yourself is to be resilient Mm -hmm. and believe in you Mm -hmm. and be your own best friend. I am Anna, and it is my deep gratitude for being today to share with you and these lovely, lovely people. Thank you so much, Anna. Much love to you. Wow. That's the first time. Mm, beautiful. Mm. Ah. Beautiful. Thank you, Judy, for sharing that. Yeah. Is anybody else here, Ted? Oh, President Kennedy is here. Jack, Jack Kennedy's here, and so is Jackie. Okay. 
Are you giving the message or am I? I'll start, you finish. Okay. Merry Christmas from from our hearts to yours. Um, we know that there's a there's still a lot of conflict in the world out there, but things are getting better. We have reached the turning point. I want you to know that in the spirit world, I am and it will always be your president. And I'm here for you, helping you get through this difficult, sometimes difficult time in human history. You were on the, all on the verge of creating a beautiful new um, paradise that I tried to create with the help of many others back in the 60s. But my life, unfortunately, was cut short. But we're picking that, the, the ball has been picked up again. And we are truly evolving into a planet of peace and prosperity now even though it may not seem like it but we are and i'll be with you every step of the way the most powerful and important force in the universe is love and that's that's permeating this time and no matter what the negatives do they can't stop this they can't stop this ascension We are sending, both Jackie and I are sending much love to all of you during this Christmas season, but beyond too, all over the world. The US, the, it was about seven years ago when I first spoke to Ted. And at that time, um, there were many pockets of darkness still on the earth. I told him at that time, in the messages I gave him that the entire that that eventually the earth would become a ball big bright white ball of, of light and that's happening now the places which were dark before previously are becoming light the places which there was conflict before are becoming light even in a place like the Ukraine where there's there is much darkness that is also changing as well and the entire planet will become a big, bright, white light ball of light within, it's hard to say because of free will, but four to six months by summer. And we will see the end of this tragic uh, conflict in, in the Ukraine within the next several months. But we all have to think the best and work for peace. You work for peace back in the late 80s and early 90s and stop the timelines for a third for a third war and a nuclear war which would have destroyed much of the earth in the same way now you need a new re renewed emphasis on world peace um so we don't go down that path uh, again i am president kennedy and jackie and i are both sending you all our love for a better and happier planet and thank you ted so much for having us on today. Much love to all of you. Merry Christmas. Go ahead, Judy. He kind of said it all, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. yeah. Yes.
<sighs> you know, one of the things about John Kennedy, and I was in high school um, when he was assassinated, um, right. is there was a sense of hope that he infused in his voice. That's right. Feel. That's right. I had a woman, a client, just this last week that we were talking about John Kennedy, and she said the same thing. She said, I was a young girl. I was four right. and five when I heard him speak the union message where he talked about what you can do for your country. Right. And he said, he inspired such hope in my heart. Right. I stopped being afraid as a child. Right. And she said, to this day, when I get scared, I think of John Kennedy. Right. And I also want to mention how brave Jacqueline was. Right. Has been through right. all things that her husband and her went through. Mm -hmm. And the in which they went through it. Right. right. And they really carried a tremendous energy of hopefulness inside their, their hearts. And there was a certain level of dignity that they both carried. Right. That the nation benefited from. Right. Exactly. Of their personal life and everything they went through. Right. Exactly. So I remember touching that. And I remember I was in a, uh, uh, the teacher burst into tears when he got a message. And I just remember the whole class being so sad. But I think, as I have connected to the Kennedys and to Jacqueline and, and Jack and Ted and them, mm -hmm. there is a sense of hope that the Kennedy family in general has always brought through. Right. They have fought for the little guy. Right, exactly. They everybody's equal. They have made a point of taking the time to make their message heard and to be very inspiring, no matter what they were going through. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what you need in political figures that are helping to run a country. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's missing for a long time. But um, now, as we're able to reconnect mm -hmm. to people like John Kennedy and Jacqueline Kennedy, mm -hmm. there is a sense of hope that is resurging in the hearts of people. And it's timeless. That's, that's right. And that's why the audience today is over 1 billion, a new record. How about that? Believe it or not. And I believe it. Yeah. President Kennedy has just asked me to play this. It's only two minutes long. So thanks to the miracle of telephones, I'll play this. There you go. Here we go. In the long history of the world, only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. I do not believe that any of us would accept
world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. Finally, whether you are citizens of America or citizens of the world, ask of us here the same high standard of strength and sacrifice which we ask of you. With a good conscience, our only sure reward, with history the final judge of our deeds, let us go forth to lead the land we love, asking his blessing and his help, but knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. Wow, that's inspirational, and I'm so glad he asked me to uh, lead me to that just now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what people want. They want hope. They want good things for the future. And that's the purpose of this show is to raise consciousness. So I'm very honored and grateful um, that they came in and to have you on too, um, Judy, to to channel. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for asking me. Oh, my pleasure. Um the Pleiadians are here, and so are the Telosians as well. And so is Adama. I'm seeing them coming in. Um, the Pleiadians have to be a little careful because they cannot directly interfere with our choices. Right. It's against galactic law, actually. Um, right. But they can. I have to thank them, and especially I have to thank my friend Pleiadian Admiral Halosaurus because... They have been bombarding the planet since uh, since November of 2018, or for the past over four years now, with with high energy vibrations to help us heal ourselves and raise our consciousness. And it's having a wonderful effect. Um, and uh, I just want to thank him for that. Um, um, you can channel if you like, or I can, or you can. You're getting it. Go ahead. My dear brothers, this is uh, Palladian Admiral um, Halosaurus. We have been um, we have been um, traveling from our home in the Pleiades. Um, for the last six years. We came to Earth four years ago at the request of many light workers, including Tab, to help with the with, with the ascension. Um, there were many obstacles um, and the and the negatives were doing everything they can to stop this process. But so we were very careful not to interfere with your free will. However, we have been granted um, permission by the Supreme Being, the creator that of all that there is, 
to help with your ascension by beaming high energy, positive vibrations and energies to your planet. And about a year ago, just under a year ago, it, there was a tipping point reached where it flipped into the positive. So that's happening now. And um, it's like a snowball going down a mountain where it's gathering speed. And um, you, your progress is, is really outstanding because you're progressing far faster than we even thought possible uh, several years ago. Um, you were at one point in the 1990s, in late 80s, scheduled to uh, ascend under one timeline into the fifth dimension by the year 2030. 38 on in a matter of earth years you have accelerated you have stepped up that schedule by 16 years and um if you continue to make good choices and we have every confidence and we know you will this this timeline of going into the fifth dimension actually you'll be going into the seventh or eighth dimension very quickly this has never happened before in any civilization in this universe and we are honored to be here as your brothers and sisters um, to help you as much as we can. But we are bounded by galactic law, cosmic law, if you will. So there's only so much we can do. Um, but we're doing everything we can to help you. There are millions of civilizations now surrounding Earth watching to see what you do and how, how you do it. But we are here for you now. And... Um, please call upon us uh, for any help you may you may need. Uh, we don't violate people's free will. You have to request our help. Um, we will request to come back, to come here to Earth in November of 2018, and we came. And we will stay here until the ascension process is completed. We send much love to you and know that we know you will, will join. Eventually, you will join um our galactic family and be, become part of the um, Galactic Alliance of Interdimensional Free Worlds. We are sending much love to all of you on, on this planet and your courageous, um, your courageous souls to be here at this time. Of all the planets in the universe, the Earth is the hardest one to, to affect any, any positive change. We love you and um, um, we love you and we will continue to support you as long as, as, as we can. Much love to all of you during this special holiday season. I am Adam Halosaurus. <sighs> okay. What a beautiful message. Yeah. Yeah, they're all they're wonderful, wonderful people. They're our brothers and sisters. They look just like us, actually. Um, yeah. They're just in a higher dimension. Um, and um, I go, I go, I, I have quarters up on the ship. They've given me quarters. I plan to join the crew uh, when this part of my life is over with. Anyway, um, George Washington came in while I was talking and he said, Godspeed to all of you, which is a interesting term. Mm -hmm. Godspeed to all of you. That's from the 18th century. 
he's laughing. He said, now you know my age. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) No, he was, he was an exceedingly polite man. Very, uh, had a lot of ethics. Um, he prayed all the time too. He took, he took, uh, he asked for and received a lot of guidance from the Supreme being and angels as well. And he said that, uh, um, one of the, one of the angels who came to help push through the Declaration of Independence was actually um, St. Germain. Yes. And he, he, he appeared up in the balcony and he made a rousing speech about people signing, because there was some hesitancy from the representatives from Virginia. I can't remember now what, what all involved. Um, but he made this rousing speech and everybody signed it. And then they looked around and they said, where did that guy go? <laughs> he left. But um, but the the U.S. was angelically created. Um, it's not a perfect country. Um, we have our problems and issues here, but um, we we are are getting a lot of help, angelic help from the other side to get us get us through this. Um, this is the end of evil as we know it on this planet, um, and that's why things have gotten so tight. Did you know, for example? that if you're in the National Guard across the U.S., you're not going to get a paycheck this month because um, the uh, government under Biden has sent all of our money, another 50, a total of $100 billion, billion to the Ukraine. I have the money. And next, it may affect military pay as well among the U.S. Army and other forces next month as well. You may not get paid. So you can remember that. And um, But I think what's going to happen, a lot of people are going to wake up as to what really is going on. And it'll propel some some good changes. So. We're getting the Talusians here too, and Adamas here too. Um, the Talusians are coming in like orbs of bright white light, bright light coming in. I can feel their presence. Are you getting that, Judy? Yes. Mm-hmm. All heart centered. All heart, very heart centered. Yeah. Yep. Share their truth, Ted. Um, there's a, a beautiful um, spirit called Jehina among the Talosians, and she's one of my guides. Um, I um, I always see her when I'm down in the Shasta area. She comes in. And once I was able to, to get a picture of her, it's like a beautiful, deep blue orb. Um, and she said that um, this is this is going to be that this is the basis of my fourth book uh, I've been working on, um, which is um, a blueprint for humanity and how we might like to structure our own society uh, as we shift into these higher dimensions, because the Telosians. And the Pleiadians, of course, went through this process when they shifted into the fifth and higher dimensions. Um, government's going to be a lot smaller. Uh, we won't be eating physically as much as we do. We won't be, for one thing, we won't be eating meat. Um, we'll be a vegetable-based diet. Um, and we'll, a lot of us, if we so choose, can just could just, just live off the prana of the earth. Um, we will live in harmony and peace. And because we'll be communicating telepathically, um, telepathy will become the main basis for communication with la- with language secondary. Um, government will get a lot smaller, um, and government will exist not to regulate 
uh, the relations among us because uh, all of us at that time will realize that we have a God within us. So we don't need to be fighting or anything and we'll be able to read each other's minds. Um, if anyone tries to um, engage in any criminal activity uh, against humanity, um, they'll be found out immediately. And so um, uh, because you can't run away from God, it's going to be a very interesting experience. Uh, and people like um, uh, our politicians, uh, people will see through what they're saying and be able to tell the lies right off the bat. So the, the government itself will get just to get a lot smaller. And um, there will be a government there, but it'll be um, an interface between humanity on this earth and uh, other extraterrestrial civilizations, which we'll need at that point. Um, as far as our defense needs go, uh, we will have a space force, but it'll be part of a larger group called with the Galactic Alliance of Interdimensional Free Worlds. So we won't have to spend the amount of monies we do today on the military um, and on weapons because our, our needs will be taken care of, but we'll be part of a larger group as, as well. Um, and um, within the timelines are a little hard to pinpoint, but um, the next couple hundred years, we eventually will become a spacefaring um, race where we will go off and explore into the universe. Um, and up the universe as, as, as well. Um, there are many people from, people here are, many of whom are from the Pleiadians, but there are also people from Arcturus, from Sirius, from Orion. Um, and of course there are the negatives ones here, the, the reptilians, the souls of reptilians are here too. So this is a real mixed bag, but what, uh, what, he's, what they're saying is that when this process is all said and done and, and, and we've gone through the shift, um, it'll, the earth will be an example of how um, the good and the, the people, both negative species and positive species can live together in a benevolent way and truly um, bring peace and harmony, not only to this world, but many other worlds and many other universes. Um, We are here for you in this in this joyous holiday season, and um, we are sending much love and all of our light to you at this special time of the year. Um, we are here for you, helping you as much as we can. Uh, as with the Pleiadians and the Galactic Alliance, we cannot directly interfere in your civilization um, because we are not going to violate cosmic law. Um, but um, we are here for you, helping you as, as much as we can. Remain positive. Make all your decisions through your heart, mind, and treat each other with love and respect, even when others do not do so to you. And as Jesus said earlier, um, have compassion um, for those um, for those souls who do harm to you because they do not know what they're doing. From Telos, we love you all, sending you much love. They also say within two years, they'll be walking around us, especially in the Shasta area. There are some of our civil people are already there, but will be we're well known then because you would have shifted to the higher dimensions. Um, for us to come down from the fifth or sixth dimension down to third or fourth dimension takes a lot of energy. Um, but you 
by that time you will have shifted to the higher dimension, so it will be easy for us to see each other at that time as well. With much love to you all, thank you so much, Ted, for giving us this opportunity. Thank you, Jay Hina. And Adama, Adama's here as well. Very benevolent. He is also helping us as much as he can. But it is our free will choice. Um, we have to we have to make um, the right decisions and trust our heart mind. They know we're going. We are succeeding now. They know we are, we will succeed in the future. There's much more. Uh, I'm I've been doing a lot of writing on this fourth book. So anyway, Judy, are you you pick up picking up anything, my friend? Yes, they are saying to us that what we call politics will not exist. Okay. That there will be elders that are on councils just like they have. Mm -hmm. Come that in in the more expanded level, they will benefit all of life. Mm -hmm. We won't have Democrats and Republicans. Right. We have the opposition. We will have the unification of leadership that comes through wisdom and love and compassion and right. sharing. Right. It come from what you call political strength or power. Mm -hmm. That is benign. It doesn't. It isn't needed anymore. Mm -hmm. And as each person takes back their own power by following their heart, as has been so beautifully said several mm -hmm. ways by several beings, mm -hmm. you have a truth meter in your own heart. <clears throat> and your heart has never lied to you. Your head lies to you all day long because your ego thinks that you are mortal and that on some level, mm -hmm. You need to be shrunk and made smaller mm -hmm. so that you can be controlled. Mm -hmm. So there's no truth in your head. And you program everything in your own heart. It's called your sacred heart, mm -hmm. your creator heart, your immortal heart, your high heart. Right. That sits in front of your spinal column. And your connecting point is a little hollow space at mm -hmm. the base of your throat. Mm -hmm. So you have your human heart when you're in human form. You have your chakra heart when you're in form, but you also have your sacred heart. So the center of your chest is your heart center. Mm -hmm. And when you follow your heart, you will be connected to your truth. Mm -hmm. And you programmed into your sacred heart before you were born. Every single being does. Every form of life does. You choose every person, place, thing, and experience you want to experience. You choose how you're going to challenge yourself and what ways. You mm -hmm. also program all the solutions to those challenges. And mm -hmm. you also program how you're going to wake up and remember who you are. Mm -hmm. You're the one that decides which gifts are prevalent and which are not. Mm -hmm. So understand that everything is by divine design by mm -hmm. you before you come in. Mm -hmm. So as we connect to these beautiful beings today, as we've aligned our hearts, we will also step into our elder wisdom, which is what we're doing now. And the elder wisdom has the heart and benefit of all. It's similar to the Native Americans, the first people. 
the Native Americans make their choices on how it's going to affect the next seven generations. Wow. How generous is that? Wow, that's beautiful. How absolutely encompassing is that? They understood that they don't own land. They have no interest in owning land. Right. It's shared by all of life, including the animals and the plants and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So this elder councils that we will create with the help of our galactic families will serve us all souls mm-hmm. and won't have a political agenda. It will come from love. And that's something we can all benefit from. So Adam is saying, understand that fear will basically leave. And what will replace it is the dignity and the integrity and the trust of the individual and the soul. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're stepping into now. Wow, that's, that is so nice to hear. Yeah. And I think that really resonates with me. And I think that resonates with all my audience as well today, especially this time of year, which is a very special time of the year, actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really, as we talked about John Kennedy and Jacqueline being mm-hmm. an inspiration, mm-hmm. all the people that we've channeled and all the people that you and I and most of us open our hearts to come from integrity. Mm-hmm. And your heart wouldn't feel the truth if you weren't already there. Right. So yeah. the beautiful thing is, when we feel with our heart, it's our truth. Right. And so make that your barometer, not what comes out of the mouth of another. Right. Mm-hmm. But how you feel in your heart mm-hmm. about Right. Your heart, your heart mind is something like 2,000 times more powerful than your logical mind. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Right. And right. it's applied to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's it's any accident um, that the shot program has been causing a lot of myocarditis and heart attacks and strokes because the negatives want to stop our heart mind. Well, that's also why they've been targeting the new children. That's true. Because 77 different types of new children that right. have become planets since the early 1980s. Mm-hmm. They're here and, to into the seventh golden crystal. Well, wisdom and peace wow. Wow. means we're stepping into divine consciousness and wow. we're human consciousness well our congress just gave a hundred billion dollars to the correct to the to the government in the ukraine which is a well-known um sex trafficking place for little children so it's all part of the same equation yep uh, that's you know. at this time everything that's been shared by all the beings, has focused on love. Mm -hmm. And then when I said the answer to every issue is self-love, the Mm -hmm. simplicity of that tells you it's truth. When Mm -hmm. things start getting complicated, there's a lie there. Ah, okay. So truth is very simple. Right. And that's what we came here on the planet to do this lifetime is to love ourselves more in this life 
than we've loved ourselves in any life. Mm -hmm. That's to do the shift. Mm -hmm. So you're right where you need to be, going through exactly what you need to go through. Trust in you. Hug you. Be your own best friend. Mm -hmm. Stand for you. Mm -hmm. And treasure you. Mm -hmm. Look at life as a gift. Yes. And I'm just hearing all these hooray, whoo, yes, from all these different beings that have been listening to this broadcast. <laughs> oh, good. They're all cheering. Oh, how sweet. Wow. That lovely that we chose to connect to, and I called them all in before I came on today. Uh -huh. Wow. You too. And they're here. And isn't that beautiful that the beings that have come forth basically are sharing a message of truth, which is listen to your heart mm -hmm. from your heart. Your heart knows what honors you. And one of the gifts that we really would benefit from focusing on is recognizing what really honors us and what does not honor us. Mm -hmm. And stop allowing yourself to be around people and circumstances that try to diminish you. Mm -hmm. Stand for your truth mm -hmm. and trust in your truth as long as it's not harming anybody else. Mm -hmm. And I just heard a Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a, that's a very profound, very profound. I'm hearing, I'm hearing the cheers in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's hearing from many, 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 many beings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I called them all in. That's great. That's great. Wow. Wow. It also is very humbling when you realize that even as children, we knew we were here for something very important. Mm -hmm. We just really know what it was. Mm -hmm. Well, here it is. Mm -hmm. You're here to be your very best, and you can be your very best only through love. Mm -hmm. Right. Manipulation, control is all head stuff, and nobody benefits from that. Oh, okay. So choose to have compassion and choose, as I suggested, everybody on the planet is a golden being of light. Mm -hmm. What's going on. So pay attention and understand that when somebody has lost their way, when they have found a way to be their own worst enemy mm -hmm. and forcing that on people, it can't last long. Because nothing untruthful lasts. Right. Truth lasts. Only love lasts. So understand the greatest path you can take is to love you. Hug you every single day. Do you mm -hmm. know that when somebody else hugs you, your body goes, well, that's nice. But when you hug you, you heal every single time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the reasons why, um, oh, nice to get a hug. 
uh, one of the reasons why uh, John F. Kennedy's Ask Not speech and his other works as well um, have withstood the test of time and people are still listening to it and feel very inspired because it's it's got the ring of it's made of truth and and love self-love is and it's not lies you know so it's it's lasted for 60 70 years and it'll continue to last as well and the interesting thing is i remember reading Mm -hmm. about all of the cultures all around the world that celebrated john kennedy and the kennedy family and jacqueline and that they saw even in the villages where the people were very poor they had pictures of the kennedys beautiful wow Mm -hmm. and so he has touched hearts and he and Jacqueline and the whole Kennedy family has touched hearts for years all over the world. And once you feel truth, mm-hmm. you can't back to untruth. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Right. So all the hearts that have been inspired mm-hmm. today when you shared his comments that came from his heart, mm-hmm. that you can't ever replace that's pure truth mm-hmm. and right. that's why when i said they provided hope and that's really what they provided even today people need the hope today yes they need the and hope today absolutely with your open heart you right. will feel the truth every right. single time right in fifth dimension you have no guides or angels you were your own guide or angel. Really? Fascinating. You have no guidance system. You tap into your own awareness. I see. So you may as well practice it now. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful thought. Absolutely. I get information as an example. I'm sure you do too, Ted. Because uh-huh. I surrendered and trusted in the integrity of my soul for so many years. Mm-hmm. And I need to know and I don't need to understand because those are both fear-based concepts we've been presented with. That's true. Information 15, 20, 25 years Mm -hmm. before I see it in print to hear other people talking about it. And I need to decide Mm -hmm. in integrity of me, when do I share that information with the general public? Mm -hmm. So my point is when you trust in the integrity of your soul and you listen to your own truth, you're given more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got a minute left. Why don't you, uh, I just want to thank everyone so much for listening today. And I want to wish from my heart to yours, lots of love and light and a beautiful Merry Christmas. Um, we are a nonprofit listener supported show. If you'd like to support us, just go to my PBS website or go to www.outofthisworld1150.com. And I want you to have the last, last seconds here. Judy, go ahead, please. I send us, we all giggle our way out of the call. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So just be a big happy face on the heart of the earth and every form of life. And we send giggles of love. (laughs) Beautiful, Judy. Beautiful, Judy. Well, I can't wait to have you on again, my friend. We'll work out a time uh, later. I'll call you or send you an email. And, uh, from my heart to everyone listening today, we we uh, uh, we have somewhere over a, a billion listeners today, believe it or not, plus another 
I'm getting a little over 500, uh, half a billion, half, little over 500 million among benevolent uh, souls off planet as well. So they're all listening and supporting and cheering us on. And on behalf of Out of This World Radio, uh, Judy, thank you so much for coming on today. And thank you, uh, uh, my good friends, uh, Albert Einstein, Plitty and Admiral Halosaurus, John F. Kennedy and Jackie, um, and all thank the beautiful... Our audience. I'm sorry? Thank you to our audience. Absolutely. And I want to thank everyone so much for listening and supporting. Together, I know if we work together, we can create a much better and happier world. And we are, my friends. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Judy. Well, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. And thank you so much again for coming on today. This was a great show. Uh, one of my best. And I really appreciate all your love and support. Ah. <laughs> giggle, giggle, giggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll let uh, uh, Don always plays my the water music at the end to close us out. So I'll let him play. Bless that. you, Don. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Judy. Merry Christmas. Thank you, my friend. And Merry Christmas to everyone.